Felicitous greetings and salutations, noble listeners. Welcome back to Talk Until the Joy is Gone. <laughs> this podcast that we do. Now, my name is Rooney. I'm awesome. Everyone should love me. And here is my friend, who's an idiot, who no one likes. And his name is <laughs> Reggie. And ladies and gentlemen, you may think that intro is a little bit on the nose, but Reggie has just revealed to me that after 89 episodes, he has just realised that in every greeting, I big myself up and put him down. No, I knew you bigged yourself up and put me down. I knew that. It's just, it was when I realised that, like, with in the opening few words of the podcast, you establish our characters. Yes. So any new listeners that come, they're like... Oh, okay, so he's the arrogant, full of himself, like, too good to be true leader of the podcast. And that's the that's the idiot. Yeah, it, it only dawned on me the other day that you were, like, establishing our characters. For I really listeners. hope that the, the listeners that haven't... Do you think there's any people sat out there now going, Oh, shit, no, I've just realised he's doing that. Oh, man, I feel bad, because I've only just realised that. There's at least one. There's got to be one, right? There's got to be at least one out there who hasn't realised that. One that just doesn't pay attention to whatever it this, is you're saying. The, the greeting is basically our previously on Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the little recap. Yeah, I know. I know now, anyway. <laughs> you know now, you know, know now, yeah. I mean, it's only taken the best part of two years. <laughs> on a weekly recurring basis. Yeah, like I just said before we started, like I'm normally busy just trying to figure out how to react to it <laughs> <laughs> or where you're going with it or what kind of insult I'm going to get this week. I'm not really like sitting there trying to put it apart like, oh, wow, this is this is really good. This is part of the format. Yeah, but unlike me, you listen the to the podcast. Yeah, I do. Before it goes out. Yeah. <laughs> That's when I realised the other day when I put it on in my car and I was just driving home from work like, oh, wow, I'm so dumb. (laughs) (laughs) And there we go. That has established the format for this podcast. I was starting to believe I was a slightly below average podcaster. (laughs) Now I think I've gone straight back to beginner. You just realised you're you're a slightly below average human being. Oh, no. podcaster. I've always known I'm a slightly below average human being. (laughs) You guys, it's not bullying if he agrees with me. It's not bullying when you're friends. <laughs> Is that how it works? Yeah. I only make bully better, by the way, because I only make fun of my friends. <laughs> if I like you or I think we're friends, I will make fun of you relentlessly. If I don't know you, I don't like you, you or we're just acquaintances, yeah, you just get ignored. Just get ignored, yeah. yeah. No, yeah I that, have two settings. Ignore you or just rip the fuck out of you <laughs> as best I can. <laughs> Uh, Richie was saying that last night. We obviously I streamed again yeah. last night, and Richie was there. And there was a bunch of people who said they might make it. Um, one of them actually did. And we were we were chatting. We don't normally sail with this this girl. Okay. Um, she's pretty quiet. But it was just obviously me, Richie, and her. Is she so, part of the Lunar Arcade? She's part of the Lunar Arcade. Okay. Yeah. Um, and um, we got to a point, and I can't remember what it was. Richie had been um, taking the piss out of her like quite quite gently, as he does with everyone. Well, again, until he until he likes you or yeah. is friends with you, and then it'll just go to town like he does with me. 
And I said something, he said something about, oh, oh I like your, I like your beard and moustache. I just realised something. I don't think Richie actually likes me because I don't ever remember Richie ever, ever making fun of me ever. Well, maybe he doesn't like you. Oh, fuck's sake. Or maybe, maybe he just doesn't know you well enough to take the piss out of you yet. You have to find out because if he doesn't like me, that's it. He's banned from being. Well, he did about. say last night. He said, oh, "I'm just creating content for you and Reggie to yeah. discuss tomorrow." Oh, so <laughs> that's all right. Then. He said to, he said something about my character's got a new um, beard and moustache. <laughs> and I turned around and uh, he was like, oh, I was talking to Rooney. I said, oh, no, this blue got a webcam turned on. And he was like, all right, that's it. Okay, you've been officially accepted yeah. to the crew now because we both abused you. <laughs> yeah, it's, just, it's the way it is. That's the way it is in life. Like, if anybody knows me, knows that I'll make fun of you relentlessly if I like you. Unless you're Stacey, because I'm just terrified of Stacey. Well, yeah, unless, yeah. Yeah. unless you're intimidated. <laughs> Stacey, I'm just like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> Whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how was your week anyway? You seem in a far better mood today than you were. You have been for a couple of weeks. Um, Look at you sat in your chair, relaxed. You've got your leg up. Got my leg up on my little fridge. I'm just... Yeah, yeah, yeah I think you look probably... happy and relaxed and content. I don't know why. I'm tired and I'm fucking knackered. I've I've had an, I've had enough. I I've, yeah. I'm, I'm currently in a grievous grievous grievance process with with my work over complaints that I've made. They've... So have they taken a grievance out against you? Or no, no, they've, they've basically apparently my my complaints are warranted enough oh, okay. that they've said basically we've got we're now starting a grievance process. HR are involved in everything. And it's like, you know, you've made these complaints. Uh, I think it's a scare tactic because they think I'll back off and, and leave it. Clearly, yeah. they don't know me very well. No, clearly they don't. <laughs> it's like, oh, wait, you want to make this official? I will fuck you guys over. Yeah. I don't care, even if I lose this grievance what process. What would they get out of trying to scare you, scare you off? If you're they want me to a... shut up and just get on with my, with my job. Yeah, but if you're making a grievance against them, then they would... Sorry, I'm I'm out of myself as an idiot again. If you're making a grievance against them, the only way it can... It can't backfire on you, can it? They can't then, backfire, but they'll have to. But it can go through the process, and you know, basically, they can say, "Well, you know, it's reasonable what's happened." Blah 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 yeah. blah. Or they can say, "No, it's unreasonable. Your complaint is founded is is well founded, and changes have to be made." Yeah, but if they like either way, you you can't lose because no, if I you can't get lose. to the end of it, and they're like, "Your accusations are unfounded," you'll be like, "Right." No, but with a, lot, with a lot of people, especially people that have come from like a corporate background, going through starting a process like this through HR is is quite an intimidating thing. Oh. Um, it doesn't intimidate me. It's kind of what I wanted from the start. Yeah, because that's what I was going to say. I don't think management are going to back down on this. No. So I'm basically going to leave. But before then, I'm going to make as much of a fuss about this as I can. I may get what I want. I have a list yeah. of demands, and if they if they accede to this list <laughs> well, of demands, like a hostage situation. Pretty much, it's like if they accede to, accede to my list of demands, then I will drop this and stay and and start carry working. Well, I, I probably won't stay, but well, at oh, least not long term. Well, because then I'll leave on a higher wage with a better job title, and I'll have made my point. Yeah, but what's the point of having a higher wage if you're if you're going to leave? Because then when they leave. What was your wage at your old company? It was this. What was your job title? It was this, because one of my demands is a, is a promotion. Um, Do you really think anybody backs up the stuff that you say in, in job interviews? <laughs> they they do. Uh, my place does. Uh, in my experience, no one back, no one checks it up. They don't check the education stuff. You know, anything below sort of degree level, they don't care about. They'll just take your word for that. Lord knows. 
I've worked with some people that have claimed some experience that there's absolutely no fucking way. (laughs) I think the thing is, in my job, if I claim to have experience of a system, get a job working on that system, it will very quickly become apparent that I I lied. Oh, yeah, like all the people. I've been a head chef before. Two days later, you're like, have you ever cooked at home? (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Do you even know how to boil an egg? Yeah, fucking idiot. But um, (laughs) So things are moving in, in the right way. Yes, I don't find this shit intimidating at all. Like I've been through a few grievance processes. What it's I find because is... you've been through it quite a few times. Well, yeah, even on the first one, I didn't find it intimidating. I, I, again, like you, I welcomed it. I was just like, finally, I'm going to get some. There'll be some fucking results, and then it turns out that what you'll probably find during the grievance process is they'll find out that you're right, but they won't want to admit it. Yeah. So they'll find some squirmy, awful, petty reason to go. No, 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 you're not right. We're right. Because... Because loopholes. Yeah. Yeah. That's what yeah, happens, that's that's kind what of happens what to me every time. But, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make or, a picture of a thing. Or like you get three quarters of the way through the grievance process, and then it just stops. <laughs> and no one ever comes back to you about it. And no matter how many times you ask, yeah, it's been dealt, dealt with, dealt with, dealt with. And then you just never hear back. And then about six months later, when you've completely forgotten it, you're over it. And they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, you lost that. And it's like, no, I didn't because you didn't see it through to the end. You've just waited till I've forgotten about it. And now you're just telling me I've lost. Idiots. <laughs> but it's good. It's good sometimes. Like, how do I broach this without giving too much away? Um, there's three parts to the project I work on, right? Mm. And one part has been consistently dropping the ball for a long time, right? Regardless of how much work I do to try and help them, regardless of all the good advice I give them, and it is good advice, regardless of, like, all the other people that have stepped in to try and help these people. It's just been crap and crap and crap and crap and crap and getting worse and worse. And then, so, the other day, like, the the clients we're working for at the moment are from America. They had to jump on a plane come all the way over here <laughs> to do a two-day audit to figure out why these people were dropping the ball. And when it was first announced, like the first, at first I was like, uh-oh, this can't be good. If they're going <laughs> to, they're not going to jump on a plane across the Atlantic. Just to say, just to, good job, guys. Yeah, just to look and go, oh, you just changed this or this. Like They're, they're coming for our heads. <laughs> they're coming to build up a portfolio of reasons why they can break this contract or get themselves some leverage to get out if we can't sort yeah. ourselves out and without this project i don't have a job so <laughs> for about 24 hours i was i was a bit worried and I, I mentioned it to my boss and she's like don't worry you're beyond reproach they they can't point a finger at you you're absolutely fine and i was like okay so then I, that changed my perspective <laughs> after that i was just like oh oh this is a good thing because if they come over and they point out all the Kick things we're doing ass. wrong yeah someone might lose their job but but it won't be me. It won't be me. And the people that stay will have to raise their levels. So it turns out it was actually a quite a good thing. Yeah. In the end, it was a lot. Of, I think some people were a bit nervous, but like me in the first 24 hours. But eventually I came to see it as a good thing. I think you'll come to see this as a good thing. As well. Oh, yeah. yeah. I can't wait till we get audited. Like the podcasting authority. Oh, Send out some auditors and audit us. <laughs> it turns out when I'm beyond mic, I am not beyond reproach. <laughs> <laughs> as professional and good as I am at my job, I am the opposite of podcasting. The opposite of podcasting. 
So you still don't have to go into the office, though, do you? Uh, no, at the moment I'm I'm signed off working from home with my gammy shoulder. I finally have a a, a physio. Oh, appointment. you got, a, got physio. a physio appointment on Wednesday. That was pretty quick, actually. I was really surprised because the doctor yeah. was all like, oh, "It's going to take months." Blah blah yeah. blah. And then, like, last time I spoke to him, I got off the phone to him, and 30 minutes later, I got a phone call from him saying, yeah, we can give you an appointment on 26. I think I'm just not a very pushy person. Because, <laughs> like, I called, when we both got ill in October, I called the same doctor as you. He sent you for all kinds of tests and everything. He told me, drink some water. <laughs> and then I called him back, and then eventually he finally sent me for a blood test. Eventually. <laughs> which I've never... I've never had results about it. No one's ever called me to give me the results or to That's tell me That's usually a good sign, to be fair. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> if there was something wrong with me, that would have been straight on the phone. <laughs> or they've lost your results, yeah. or they lost a blood sample and just didn't follow up. But, like, you seem to, like, you get signed off work, you get cool drugs that I don't get. Like, how pushy are you? Because I'm... I don't think I'm that pushy. I, I, I literally just... I phoned out a couple of times uh, to follow up, like, with things, because yeah. they're like... If you know if it doesn't clear up in X amount of time, book an appointment and what have you. And it's like, okay, right. Well, if I book an appointment, I find up the other, I find out like early January, and was like, yeah, yeah. Doctor told me I need to book another appointment uh, for him to take a look at yeah. this. Uh, when can you do? Uh, we can do you like second of February. And I'm like, I can't wait a fucking month like yeah. this. I was like, no. So I ended up phoning up eight a.m. the following morning, getting yeah. in as an emergency appointment. Done that a couple of times, and I discovered. For the sick note thing, or fit note as it is now, oh. um, you can do it online. Once you're registered with the website yeah. for my doctor surgery, you can just go online and request it, give them the details, and then the doctor basically... I mean, my the just last one he it. did me uh, contained a grand total of eight words from him that he'd actually had to write and a couple of tick boxes. Oh, really? But it's like, yeah, basically, if it's if it's an ongoing thing they're already aware of... Rooney has just bad it. shoulder. That's literally, Don't go shoulder to pain. work. There's eight he, words for it's it. It's like... Reason for it, shoulder pain. It's like, doc, I gave you the two diagnoses that yeah. you and the other doctor have both given me, and then like in the the, the you know what should it be doing, yeah, uh, or what what should be done to, to to aid this, and it was um, signed off. Uh, what was it? Work from home until physio, <laughs> and that was no capitalization, nothing. It's like he literally banged that out in about fifteen seconds, yeah. and just sent it. I mean. It's fine because it's an official document, so yeah. I just went straight to work and they're like, okay, fine. But, so. um, we're going to need you to come into the office. Uh, how comes? There's no capitalisation no or grammar. In here. It's, it's clearly been written by like a child. <laughs> did you get this off the internet? Well, I did, but... <laughs> I did get it off the internet, but, right? <laughs> Legitimately this time. Unlike most things I get off the internet. <laughs> yeah. Not, not like my cryptozoology. <laughs> I had to pay money for that. <laughs> not like my paranormal doctorate. This, this is legit. This is legitimate. <laughs> this is an actual doctor. <laughs> not just a fizzy drink. Dr. Pepper. <laughs> there you go. For anyone who didn't get it. Signed, Dr. Pepper. <laughs> uh, um, right. We're going to start today's intro good <laughs> i mean we're 17 minutes in probably a good time to start the intro yeah yeah good. rather than end the intro oh, you're such a dickhead <laughs> i am um we're gonna start with something that will sent me the other day oh yes you you alluded to this earlier so it just came through on facebook messenger just this this it just said interesting very interesting and then it was followed by 
like about 12 paragraphs of admittedly interesting stuff but why it was sent to me because <laughs> you love this sort of shit of all people I don't, you wait till i start <laughs> you understand why i just i read it and i was just like i am so confused I'm going to need to bring this up with Ernie on the pod so we can get to the bottom of this. There's no context to it. It's not like we've I've ever had a conversation about this with Will, ever. It just appeared. <laughs> to be fair, he literally messaged me the other day just to say, like, lol, hard nipple ambassador. Yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I, got, I did get the same message. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, clearly you've listened to the latest episode. I got that, and what was the other message I got from him? It was basically like, oh, yeah, I'm going to need to see you do a, a slut drop. <laughs> so I just replied, that's a Patreon exclusive. So. <laughs> yeah, that's our first bit of Patreon content. All right, so imagine my bewilderment when I open this message from Will. It starts interesting. Dot, dot, dot. Very interesting. Mary Poppins. Poppings? Mary Poppins <coughs> and Pennywise are creatures of the same speech species. I've heard this before. Oh, good. I've heard, yeah, I've heard good, this Good, good, good. You can never get to the bottom of it. Right. I've never outed myself. I've, all I've ever said about Pennywise is that I'm terrified of clowns. And I've never outed myself as a Mary Poppins fan. <laughs> so I just don't understand how he, how he saw it. I don't know if it's an article or whether he wrote it or what. Because it was just a wall of text. <laughs> but wh- <coughs> whether he wrote it or he came across it, what made him think of me? <laughs> just because he knows the sort of shit you come up with for these intros <sighs> right Mary Poppins and Pennywise are creatures of the same species each returns every 20 something years Pennywise 27 Mary Poppins 25 to regenerate energy from a new group of children but also have a tendency to return to those they met on their last visit Pennywise returns to the losers Mary Poppins returns to the Banks's. Right. I haven't seen Mary Poppins for probably two decades. But I don't ever remember them saying she comes but she regenerates every so often. No, but she she turns up at the start of the first film, right. leaves at the end, and then there was a sequel, Mary Poppins, that came out four three, four years ago. Um and she comes back to the Banks's and she's still Mary Poppins. Oh, okay. She's played by a different actress because I'd, oh the old one was is like dead. Is she as hot as the old one? Um, the old one was it's, quite hot. It's what's her name who was in Solo? Um, Not Daenerys. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Daenerys? Yeah. Wow, I might have to sit down and watch yeah, this. Yeah, I think I'll try. Emilia Clarke. Yeah, Emilia Clarke. That's the name I'm yeah. trying to think of, yeah. Yeah. Better known as Daenerys Targaryen. <laughs> I just think of her as Kira from Solo. <laughs> I just think of her as Daenerys Targaryen. <laughs> Doesn't matter what else she ever appears in, I'll be like, oh, look, it's Daenerys. Um, yeah, I didn't realise that. Oh, I didn't, obviously, never seen this sequel. Didn't realise there was a sequel. Didn't realise that she regenerated it's and come like back. Mary Poppins Returns Starting or something. to make more sense to me, right? <laughs> Mary Poppins manages to maintain energy for 25 years, despite interacting with less children than Pennywise. It requires 27 years, as she relies on children's joy, Unlike Pennywise, who relies on their fear. And as proven in Monsters, Inc., children's <laughs> laughter is worth more than their fear. I also have never seen Murder, uh, Monsters, Inc. you never so, seen Monsters, Inc.? No. Oh, you've got to watch Monsters, I'm Inc. I'm a grown adult. Why would I want to watch kids' films? Because it's good. It's a good film. Upon each of their returns, they draw a child named Georgie away from their siblings with a paper toy, then appear alongside that toy to return it to Georgie. 
Mary Poppins returns George's kite. Pennywise acts as though he's returning George's boat. Um, each has the same set of powers in which they can take advantage of what lies in the children's minds. Mary Poppins uses their imagination. Pennywise uses their fear. Mary Poppins famously has a living reflection that can function separately from her. And Pennywise is shown to share this ability in Chapter 2. Now, is this another Mary Poppins Returns thing? Because I don't ever remember her having a living reflection that functioned separately I, to her. I haven't seen Mary Poppins since I was a child, so I have no idea. I don't ever remember it. I mean, I would say we'll cover it on the podcast, but I really don't think I could get into Mary Poppins at this point. In each of these stories, the parents are oblivious to the fantastical situations being experienced by the children. The Losers Club forget their experiences as children until Pennywise returns. And although the Banks children do not forget Mary Poppins, they do forget that the, the magical experiences actually happened. And they remember Mary Poppins as just a, a nanny. Each has a love for singing and dancing which should be obvious for Mary Poppins, but becomes clearer for Pennywise when you remember that he refers to himself as Pennywise, Pennywise the, the Dancing Clown, clown. <laughs> dances for Beverly in Chapter 1 and sings for Richie in Chapter 2. Pennywise is heavily associated with the song Oranges and Lemons, which is a song about Old London, where Mary Poppins lives, showing that Pennywise has an awareness that another member of the species is out there and he knows exactly where they are. At the end of Mary Poppins Returns, the characters all grab balloons and float into the air. And, and balloons and floating are both highly associated with Pennywise. Hiya, Josie. You want a balloon? Do they float? They all float down here. I now formally demand that Stephen King and Disney collaborate on a shared universe project in which the practically perfect nanny throws down with a dancing clown on the dairy. You can imagine my be- bewilderment when that just appeared in my inbox. <laughs> I can, right? yes. And I, I, it first come, I was at work, and I, I, I had like two minutes while I was vaping. And I opened it, and I was like, I ain't got time to read this. So I closed it, and I went home. And then when I got home, I was like, I better read it. So I read it, and I was just sat there like, how the fuck do I respond to this? <laughs> how? What do you want me to say, Will? Honestly. <laughs> So I just replied, thank you. I, I hope so. I is, just decided I'm going to get Rooney to explain this to me. I, I on hope the pod. this is the start of a, of a new phase of, of touching where the listeners feel that they can just reach out to you with whatever insane bollocks they want and then have us discuss it on the pod. I mean, because we will, guys. I mean, to be fair, yeah, that would be awesome because it would save me doing work. <laughs> but at the same time, like, listen to every single episode. Remember the things that you know I'm into <laughs> and then you know go along that because I don't know anything about Mary Poppins no, and Pennywise ter- terrifies the shit out of me I have to do my research on the, on a different film or subject every fucking week you could spend 10 minutes googling Mary Poppins <sighs> you literally just have to go on the Wikipedia and read it but I already looked up something else budget stuff what? I don't want to do that. shut up nobody cares about your whining I've done 90 episodes I can't someone just give me a break <laughs> Nobody's given me a break, Reginald. This is your podcast. <laughs> oh, don't try and pull that bullshit. You're the leader of this podcast. This was your idea. What? That wasn't my idea. You text me. This whole operation was you your idea. You text me. You chose the name. You do all the editing. You intro it every week. It's your fucking podcast. I'm just along for the ride. 
I, the only reason I thought of doing a podcast because you because you put the idea in my head about two years before right? exactly <laughs> when the nurse said to me you need to get a life <laughs> you love podcasts why don't you do a podcast with Rony and I actually remembered the other day that she said I said what the hell are me and Rony going to do a podcast about and she's like why don't you just talk about stuff you like <laughs> there we go so there you go Space Mikey 5 it's all your fault <laughs> So you got you gonna expound on this Mary Poppins Pennywise thing? I, I think that would be a pretty good film with Mary Poppins stick on Pennywise. That would be pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I don't think, I don't see Disney going for it because that's probably a little bit out of their wheelhouse. Yeah, maybe. But, um, yeah, that would be quite fun actually. I don't know an awful lot about Pennywise because I'm just not a fan of of horror movies. I remember, I remember the old the old. Mini series, yeah, because yeah, yeah, that Sky serialized it, yeah, because that gave me nightmares. Because <laughs> I already had a, a bit of a fear of clowns, but then I watched that, and that really just doubled down my fear of clowns, <laughs> and it gave me nightmares for a good six months. And I watched the first chapter one. I watched it on a plane, and I was a bit like, Ugh. and then I obviously never got around to watching chapter two because I was mm. Ugh, about chapter one. I remember so, watching the I watched watched the first two or three episodes when Sky serialized yeah. the old one. And then my mum was sat there with me watching it at one point and she was she was you could kind of see a a, a penny drop and yeah. she was like Actually I think it's time for bed now. I was like, What? She's like, Yeah, yeah, I don't think you should be watching this actually and I'm thinking I'm like fucking three hours into it or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like you should have called this on the Monday when they first started. Um so and then I was like, oh okay. I mean, I wasn't particularly bothered either way. Yeah. Um, even even then, but like, well, that would have been what in my mid teens, I suppose. I remember. Yeah. I remember when I was in year nine. Obviously, I didn't live where I live now, so it was it was pre ninety six. Mm. So I was probably in year eight actually. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> all my friends lived here. What do you think about? It? Yeah, I was probably about the same about the same time. Yeah. I lived near Durounds, and all my friends live here. So I used to have to walk up here. No, it's not really the ghetto, is it? <laughs> I used to have to walk up here to hang out, and then I'd obviously have to walk home alone. And I remember walking home alone, looking at trains, just like fuck. <laughs> so I was probably what, like, because oh, yeah, there are a couple of couple of storm, well, there used to be storm a couple trains, of storm yeah. trains between here and there. Yeah, yeah I used to. I was walking up, <laughs> changing my path and veering away from the trains as I walked past them. <laughs> Oh, what a little pussy. What a little bitch. Funny thing is, he still does it now. In his car. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've caused three accidents this morning. <laughs> Just because I thought I saw a balloon in, the, saw a balloon. in the drain. <laughs> Stacey and Ash got me a, a balloon for my birthday. I had to pop it as soon as I left because it just it brought back too many bad memories. You had to pop it as soon as you left. You went out and left it in the woods as a sign for someone yeah. looking for goblins. <laughs> Sorry, Greg. Yeah, I took a picture. <laughs> Text Greg. Text Greg. Check this out. Synchronicity, motherfucker. Synchronicity. <laughs> <laughs> right. In a complete 180 from Mary, Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins and, and, and Pennywise the dancing fucking clown. As we do on this podcast. You never know what's coming next. Uh, Juxtaposition. Gonna... Get used to hearing that word, by the way, guys. We're going to talk about haunted castles. <laughs> Because this is what I this was one of my ideas anyway, and then we'll send me that, and then I I did find, I know you don't like to go a week about talking about filthy stuff, so I found a couple of articles, <laughs> but 
sandwiched between Mary Poppins and Pennywise and some art, some filthy articles, we've got haunted castles. Do you know anything about haunted castles? Um, they're big, old, and ghosts live there. Because after I wrote on my notes, I thought to myself, I hope this works. Because if Rooney ch- shuts up and doesn't say anything, I've not got much more to add to this. I love, I love the control like... here. It's just like, I can I can dictate how long this intro will be. Oh, If anyone wants to know how much control you have, just go back and listen to the Clerks episode, where <laughs> it falls apart. It's less than two hours, because Rooney has got nothing to say. <laughs> it wasn't that bad, was it? I can't remember. It's a long time ago. Been asleep since then. I just remember it was it was episode thirty seven. It was the first one where I first I ever encountered the oh Rooney has nothing to say. Podcasting is really really hard when Rooney has nothing to say, and he just sits there and shuts up and looks at me with like just the inkling of a smile on his face. Like yeah, deal with this bitch. I was like. He knows all about this. He he could chat shit about this for hours. He's been going on at me about how good this film is and how good Kevin Smith is for years. He can manage one podcast. He couldn't, guys. No, he couldn't. It, it was it was too early. It was episode thirty-seven. If it was yeah, episode one hundred and thirty-seven. I could probably do it. <laughs> but episode thirty-seven, I was still finding my feet as a podcaster. Yeah. Anyway, haunted castles. <laughs> yes, I got three haunted castles for you. Okay, we're gonna decide. I've just figured this out right now <laughs> podcasting on the fly we're going to decide which one is the most haunted castle based okay. on my notes based on, on your notes as a paranormal as an official paranormal researcher with a you only say that because the certificate is right up yeah, there yeah with your certificate and everything diploma in ghost hunting and paranormal investigation yeah there you go it's even got your real name on it above my it's got my government name on it above my area 11 collectibles and next door to uh, some of my Ghostbuster props. Yeah. <laughs> as, as as the touching official, official paranormal investigator, <laughs> you're gonna score each one out of ten, and we're gonna figure out which one is the. Okay. I love podcasting on the fly. It's brilliant. Yeah, you're right. putting me on the spot on the fly. <laughs> Haunted Castle number one. Barry for a castle. <laughs> is that Roman? <laughs> Yeah, sorry. Haunted Castle, I. (laughs) (coughs) Berry Pomeroy Castle in Devon. Once the seat of the powerful Seymour family, the castle has two reported apparitions, the White Lady and the Blue Lady. The White Lady is said to be Margaret Pomeroy, who is believed to roam the dungeons of St Margaret's Tower, where she she died after being starved by her jealous sister, Mm. Eleanor. It is claimed the Blue Lady is the daughter of one of the Norman Castle Lords and that she she lures people into various parts of the castle to get them lost. I thought you were going to say laid then. Laid. Yeah, she's a really helpful ghost. She lures you into a corner where there's uh, unsuspecting teens waiting for loving. Succubus. Succubi just lurking there. So It it turns out, right, I realised when I was doing my research, most of these castles... Have got like a white lady, a white or a lady. grey lady, or yeah. a blue lady. They're all just colours. Co- coloured ladies are not not in that fo- not in that manner. Uh, but coloured lady ghosts are like the most common yeah. in in old buildings. The colourful cadre of ghosts. Yeah, yeah, they're all ladies. It's, just, aren't they? it's odd. Right, so that one, it's got two ghosts. Okay, one Margaret Pomeroy who was starved to death by a jealous sister, and the other one is a daughter of a, of a Norman 
who lures people into parts of the castle to get them lost. Right? Mm-hmm. Remember that. Okay. Glamis Castle. Castle I.I. <laughs> Glamis Castle, Scotland. Castle I.I. <laughs> Perhaps better known these days as the childhood home of the late Queen Mother. Oh, of course. Glamis Castle was the setting for Shakespeare's chilling tragedy, Macbeth, who begins the play as... Hang on of... a minute, hang on a minute. How can you say perhaps better known as the birthplace of, of the, the, the former Queen Mother and then say it was also the setting for one of the most famous plays in the history of mankind? Because that's what, that's what the article said. People are stupid. You're the person that wrote this article. Let me shout them out. <laughs> yeah, shout out this person. It's a popular culture reference, isn't it? Because uh, the, the Queen the queen Mother was more popular than Shakespeare, apparently. Uh, Britain's Most Haunted Castles is on the Countryfile magazine website. Uh, it doesn't tell me who wrote the article. It was written by a badger. <laughs> <coughs> With the aid of a blue tit. Yeah, so if you want to double check any... Editor, of... Mr Finch. <laughs> I got more. I got more if you want more. Proofread by Mr. Toad. <laughs> Picture editing by Magpie Pictures. <laughs> Printed at Sparrow Press. <laughs> Distributed by Foxy Distribution. Oh, I got some of their videos. <laughs> yeah, I bet you have. Right. Castle II. Glamis Castle, Scotland. Perhaps better known these days as the childhood home of the late Queen Mother. Glamis Castle was the setting for Shakespeare's chilling tragedy, Macbeth, who begins the play as Fane of Glamis before murdering his way to power. Just as Macbeth was overcome by visions of a ghost, Glamis is still said to be haunted by many ghosts. A woman with no tongue has been seen in the grounds and staring from a barred window, gesturing towards her terrible injuries. The Grey Lady is believed to be the ghost of Lady Glamis, who was burned at the stake in 1537 for being a witch. The ghost of a young servant boy has been seen several times, while local legend has it that the ghost of Earl Beardy is in a secret room in the castle, gambling with the devil for eternity. This one's got three ghosts. Wow, I like that last one. I like that last one. It's (laughs) properly overly dramatic. Yeah. Locked in a secret room, gambling with the devil Devil. for all eternity. I'm like, that's how I want to (laughs) go. Is it really? Yeah. Just... Oh. <laughs> I don't really rock think... paper scissors with the devil for eternity. I really think rock paper scissors is considered gambling. It's gambling. I suppose if it's guess... like best of five, your soul's on the line. Then you know, <laughs> I guess you're gambling. Because what else would the devil want other than your soul, right? I don't know. Maybe the name Beardy. Well, not your soul. Not my soul. <laughs> you're black. It's decrepit. Got a, it's got a few miles. It's been, been well used. Depraved. It's soiled. <laughs> Shop soiled. <laughs> right. Final. Castle I-I-I. I-I-I? Moncaster Castle in Cumbria. Moncaster Castle is a mecca for paranormal researchers, with visitors complaining of being haunted in the tapestry room by a child crying and a woman singing. There are also tales revolving around Tom Fall, a.k.a. Thomas Skelton, who is rarely seen but believed to play tricks on staff and visitors. The Moncaster Boggle, or White Lady, is supposedly the ghost of Mary Bragg, a young girl killed in the early 1800s on a road near the main gate. Moncaster Castle, this might appeal to you, this last bit. 
Moncaster Castle holds scientific ghost vigils every year, but they sell out way in advance. So contact mm. the castle directly if you would like to join in. I've actually heard of that one before. Yeah? Yeah. Um, I'd love to go on the scientific ghost vigil. So would I. I think that'd be pretty cool. That'd be awesome. That's one of the things I want to. I would like to do this year if I get a chance. But I think out of those three, much as I like the idea of there being a secret room up in uh, in Thingy Castle, where where Mister Beardy is playing rock paper scissors or tic tac toe with the devil yeah. for all eternity, I think the third one takes it. The, the first one, one, it's it's kind of oh, you got a couple of a couple of grey or blue or purple ladies wandering around. Yeah, what castle hasn't, mate? Yeah. That last one that I've heard a lot about it and the 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 child crying and the eerie singing is just creepy as hell. So that takes it for me. Okay. Did you see the thing I posted in the... We have a touchy group now. Oh, Facebook. yeah. I, I set this up. I did like 11 people and completely forgot to, to yes, mention it. Yes, yes, you did. We have a touchy group on Facebook, right? It's just called Touchig. It's just called Touchig. It's more of a... Less a group, more of a uh, community support effort yeah. to help each other through our episodes. It turns out no one wants any support because absolutely no one posts in there. No one posts anything in there. No. They, well, they were, most of the people in there are already in the WhatsApp group. So, you know. <laughs> Maybe we just shut the WhatsApp group. No, well, I need the WhatsApp group. That's a good place for people to reach out. And there's, there's people, there are people that are in the WhatsApp group who will post in there but don't post on Facebook. Actually, there are, lurkers. There are people in the Facebook group that aren't in the WhatsApp group because I don't have their phone numbers yet. Yeah. Space Monkey number nine. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we have a group on there. Go, go and and uh, in there and talk about it. Are you um, ever going to get Will's phone number, or should I just get it? You should probably just get it. Okay, I'll ask I, him. I, it's one of those things I've been meaning to do for about the last twelve months. And I, I, I don't want him to feel that, like because he hasn't got breasts. Um, I'm not, he can't reach out to you. I'm not willing to get his phone number and add him to the group. <laughs> just because, like you know, he's married with children doesn't mean that. He can't be in the group. Doesn't mean he can't suck your yeah. dick. Yeah. <laughs> is what is what we're really saying here. I think the use of the word he <laughs> negates the, the, the dick sucking. 2022, man. Anyone can suck anything they want on anyone else. Um, but yes, to go back to my original point, um, I posted a, uh, uh, an article. Haunted woods, right? Haunted, haunted forests and woods in the UK. And uh, one of the big ones is Epping Forest, which is like, Around the corner. It's just round the corner from us. I was gonna use it for the intro, and then I thought, oh, anybody that actually listens is in the is in yeah, the group. Yeah, so there's, they there's may have already read it. Um, yeah, that was kind of my lure to mm. draw people into the Facebook group. I posted it in there. I plan on on sharing other interesting shit like that in there because. <laughs> I was wondering what, where you were going with that. Yeah, I was planning on sharing the link to my OnlyFans in I'm there. Planning on sharing the link <laughs> to my private Dropbox. Yes. Um, <laughs> One in, one out, if you take my meaning. Um, <laughs> you take one, you leave one, yeah? You know how this be, and eventually we have a a, a, a stash, a cachet of smut. <laughs> oh, I'll take some dick pics later. <laughs> no, nobody wants them. Um, <laughs> you get a free pass. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll take some pics of my depression medication. There we go, that'll help. Actually, I can't do that. I haven't taken medication in years. Oh my god, you're just fucking useless. I feel everything now. It's, it's hard <laughs> I feel work. Everything. It's hard work. I can taste the sky. I can smell sounds. Um, <laughs> it's been a long day. I'm not really tired. Um, <laughs> this episode's quickly going down. Oh, yeah, I can't remember where I was going with that. I can't wake up. You've lost the plot. 
Oh, yeah, no, 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 right, road trips. Because we were talking the other day about road trips. <laughs> Neither of us knows anything about Mary Poppins. <laughs> and, you're, and you're scared to talk about it because yeah. there's drain holes between here and your house. Hiya, Reggie. <laughs> you want a blowjob? <laughs> <laughs> Do they float? <laughs> <laughs> it all floats down here. <laughs> oh. Billy, that was it. <laughs> Didn't even use my tongue. <laughs> I don't know why I've turned into the spirit of jazz. Um, <laughs> jazz. Nice. So, <laughs> all the references that loads of people won't get. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, so road trip. That's <laughs> where I was going. Visit, we can visit places because COVID's gone now. So, um, <laughs> oh, no, no, not yet. March 24th, COVID will be going. Apparently. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and all the restrictions are basically going to be lifted. So we can go out into the world uh, and basically play COVID roulette. COVID roulette. But the the content, for the content, we can go to places and visit these places and do stuff. Um, And we can invite people to come with us. And, and, you know, they can come or they can tell us they'll come and then not turn up. But... (laughs) (laughs) Because that's never happened. (laughs) But yeah, basically, I was like, yeah, hey, look, guys, we can go and do these things. Um, and we're going to go to restaurants and we're going to eat stuff. Oh, I can't wait to do some eating challenges. Yeah, we've yeah. got some eating challenges. We're going we're gonna to do some other stuff. Uh, and I thought that that might be good because, you know, we can do an eating challenge. And then the week after, we can go and visit one of these forests and walk for 12 hours and burn off. <laughs> yeah, because shit, <laughs> shit out all the food I had. Shit out all the food. You were, yeah, you know, running away from ghosts and yeah. uh, and people eating twigs in the wood. Yeah. Ghosts and, you know, youth. The youth. The youth. The youths. <laughs> the drunken youth, them. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> the dr- drunken, drugged up youth down with the world. They'll be hanging out in Epping Forest. It's weird, right? Because burying drug dealers. I'm like, Epping Forest is like, it's literally over there. It's yeah. huge. It's like a, a former royal park. It's like this National Trust Actually, park. Actually, come to think about it, when we went to do the special episode, which, fuck it, I might as well just tell everyone we went ghost hunting. We went ghost hunting. We come across episode. doggers, right? We did, yeah. Now you're telling me that we can go to Epping Forest to do ghost hunting. Yes. And that's notorious for dogging. Is it? So... Clearly, I'm not up on my dogging location. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Epping Forest is... Uh, Epping Forest. I mean, yeah. I know there's lots of dead drug dealers. Oh, yeah, there's I, hundreds of dead drug dealers. That's in why Epping it's so Forest. fucking haunted. Yeah. There's all these angry drug dealers trying to sell you some coke from beyond the grave. Ooh, no, fam. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> fam. You want some good gear? <laughs> oh, I don't know. What do you like want? I've got a 3.5 of Skywalker. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> They're rattling their chains. Yeah. Bling, bling. <laughs> we don't do tick. Um, Nothing yeah. less than an ounce. Is it, is it High Beach? High Beach is near, it's part of Epping Forest, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, that's notorious for dogging. All right. <laughs> when Channel 4 made that, actually, yeah, this is Clips how I know. Behind the curtain there, guys. No, no, this is how I know. No, this is how I know. When I Channel 4 did that programme about dogging a few years ago. Yes. Yeah, so they went there. Uh, and I didn't okay. see the I didn't see the program originally, but I went into work when I worked <laughs> with Lou. And there was a woman that worked there, and she used to come out to the smoking area. And I was out there smoking. I think Lou was there actually, and she was talking about it. And she was saying I used to go to High Beach all the time in my, in my youth. And then oh that's, my, that's when I began mocking her for being a dogger for about the next year. Oh my. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that started me mocking her. Being a <laughs> dog, being a dogger for <laughs> about the next year until she finally had enough of it and was just like, "I am not a dogger." And I was just like, "Okay, okay, it's not fun anymore." It's, it's weird because it's like it's like what 10, 15 minutes up the road mm. to to the outskirts of Epping Forest. I remember going driving through there once. I can't remember where I was coming back from. Must have been over in Loughton when I had some friends over that way, and I was coming back from doing something over there. And I had to drive back through one of those uh, roads yeah. that leads through uh, fucking Epping Forest at like half 11 at night or something. Fuck me, that's terrifying. When I was doing my driving lessons a couple of years ago, I did my test in Loughton. So I used to have to drive through the forest oh, yeah. to Loughton all the time. Or we'd drive around and we'd go through the forest roads. Yeah. yeah. It's nice during the day. Yeah. But at night. At, at half 11 at night when you're in the car on your own, you just... Turn the stereo down so I can hear the axe man on the back door. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were like, turn the lights up so I can see the doggers and go join you. Uh, oh, God, if there had been any dogs, I wouldn't have seen them. I had my foot to the floor. <laughs> Jesus, I was like, nope, not looking out the window. Drive as fast as I can in a straight line. <laughs> I think that was the first time I spun out on a roundabout, actually. Because it's oh, you were that cu- scared. No, seriously, I was like hammering down there, and then it's like roundabout coming up. I'm like, yeah, roundabout. Oh fuck, roundabout. Oh my God. <laughs> Took it sideways. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but I've only ever been there, like actually visited Epping Forest. Yeah. Like, as an adult, I think I went there once, like as a kid with my family for a day out yeah. or something. And I went there once when Cody was really little. All right. We did a photo shoot over there. Okay. Um, and that was interesting because. Oh, was that when you were dressed as a Halo character? No, I was supposed to do it as a Halo character, but I forgot all the weapons for. I had I had two costumes in the car: my mm. Altair and I had oh, my, okay. my Spartan, yeah. and I forgot all the weapons for the Spartan. Um, so I was like, "Shit, well, we can't do that one." So we just did the Altair, but I had my sword, um, that one. Mm. <laughs> it was on the parcel shelf of my car, and we did some photos with that. And after about fifteen twenty minutes of wandering around getting photos and shit, I suddenly realised. Hang on a minute, I'm walking around the forest with a sword. Yeah. It's probably not the best idea. Let's let's go back now. <laughs> <coughs> right. <coughs> we've exhausted Mary Poppins. We've exhausted Haunted Castles. <laughs> Here we go. Dogging was a good segue into the filth <laughs> section of this podcast. <laughs> I do think this podcast is going downhill fast, so we've got to save it a little bit. <laughs> with with smut. Um yeah, come on. <laughs> People, the entire first year of this podcast, the foundation was built. The foundations smart. of this, this what, podcast are made of silicone and 12 inches it's long. It's what people sit through, like cryptids and haunted castles. They sit through our other bullshit. And all that bullshit to get to the film. I like Come to on. think that there's we at least one person out fuckers. there. <laughs> Only tune in for the filth. We know it. <laughs> I like to think there's at least one person out there who suffers through the filth to hear the other discussions. Or just skips over the filth. <laughs> yeah. There's... <laughs> Let's cross our fingers. Let's cross our fingers. I haven't got much hope, though. Um, So, there's a subject that we've talked about a few times recently. And I thought people, like, the more we talk about it, the more people might want to get involved in it. (laughs) Are we giving people sexual sexual awakenings? Oh, absolutely. Every week we give someone a sexual awakening. In that case, you guys, you're welcome. Or, sorry, depending on what awakening it was. Uh, Literally, tonight, Stacey and Ash are dropping... (laughs) <laughs> the princess off and heading straight to Epping Forest. <laughs> straight to High Beach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a black dragon. A black dragon? <laughs> there's a, there's bad. a bad dragon meet up at High Beach this evening. <laughs> it's like a, it's like an Avon party. 
can you imagine if Bad Dragon did Anne Summers part of this party? <laughs> oh my God, Bad Dragon. If you haven't thought of that, yeah. seriously, do it. Because I would go to one of those in a heartbeat. Your first two reps are here and we will advertise you Mercilessly. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'll just go around rather than posting cards through the doors. I'll just be sticking dildos on people's front doors. Like me? Try me. This date. <laughs> just sticking dildos to people's foreheads and ripping them off. <laughs> so every time I look in the mirror and see the, the bruise, bruise that's all I can think oh, of is Bad yeah. Dragon. <laughs> bad Dragon Party. No, this is not Bad Dragon. This is something else we talked about a lot, right? <laughs> and if you want to get involved in this... <laughs> Let me tell you, you can do it for a fraction of the cost than what you originally thought you could. Pre-loved sex dolls flying off shelves as shop offers second-hand companions. (laughs) 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 Oh my god. People were buying used sex dolls online for a fraction of the price they'd pay picking one up brand new. Some have got their own names and others come with real human hair. (laughs) 20 years ago. I love it. You buy soup and it comes with human hair. You send it back. You buy you buy a love dog with real human hair and you're like, here's something to it's brag a about. Selling point, yeah. 20 oh. years ago, uh, 20 years ago, the idea of a robotic sexual companion was something you'd, you'd associate with a sci-fi film. But now the stigma is slowly disappearing with online stores catering to all desires. I feel we're helping to get rid of the stigma of sex dolls. <laughs> Hang on a minute. Something occurs. Is this just a cunning plan for you to announce that you own a sex doll? I don't know. Like a couple of weeks from now, you're going to go, yeah, so I feel that we've, we've, you know, the stigma has dissipated to the point where I've bought myself Brandy the Love Puppet. <laughs> no, I'm trying to work on an agreement with Yuri where he's going to send me Margot. <laughs> Loan her out. Yeah. Well, you could send him Brandy, you know, an exchange program. An exchange of fluids and slightly soiled love dolls. Sex dolls are becoming quite the purchase these days. And it seems some people don't mind buying them secondhand, regardless of the connotations. Oh my God. In fact, an online store has been set up to help find well-used sexual appendages new homes. And it's more popular than you may think. <coughs> Research suggests that more than 40% of people would have sex with a robot, although men are keener than women. Obviously, men are fucking dogs. We will fuck anything. Yeah. With or without a pulse, apparently. And for those looking, it seems there's one place to start. Now, look at that. Is there any... What the fuck? I would not put my dick in that. No, me neither. I might teabag it, but... What about that? That's got some cold, dead eyes. Um... It's like one of my exes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the name... The name was the clue. I should have, yeah. have realised. Galmato Haven specialises in the sale of top-of-the-range companions, each with their own names, personalities and quirks. I love the way that they've called them companions. Companions, yeah. It's like someone watched Firefly and was like, oh, I know how to make it more palatable. I know how to make this more classy. (laughs) A quick scan through the catalogue of items for for sale reveals a blur of vacant-looking models and graphic disassembled... Disassembled? That's about one word. Dissembled. I mean, dissembling normally means like prevaricating or or, or bullshitting. I think they've, they've. I think their autocorrect has uh, screwed up there. Hang on a minute. What's? Uh, do they have a web address for this for this website? Used sex dolls. Loved doll UK. 
Oh my giddy aunt. That looks like the fucking ghost of Christmas past from Muppet Christmas Carol. <laughs> How much are these? Here we go. How much are you, Blondie? £600. Neo Doll Sugar Babe Itzel for £600 pre-loved. <laughs> Free shipping in the UK. Oh, that's all right. I'm back. <laughs> Can I stop looking up pre-loved yeah. pre love dolls? Um, a quick scan through the catalogue of items for sale reveals a blur of vacant-looking models and graphic dissembled body parts. One listing reads, she's a t tall drink of tea. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Picard clearly put his love doll on there. Renee stretches the tape measure to 5'9 and looks like she just stepped off a volleyball court. Fun-sized boobs are decorated with nipple barbells and her belly is pierced as well. She's priced by the owner to sell quickly. Don't wait. What are nipple barbells? Um, nipple piercings, the ones that go through okay. sideways, yeah. Because it looks like a little... Barbell. Okay. But it's not just dolls people are buying. Some, it seems, oh are content to just buy the head, which may be for customers seeking to change or upgrade an existing doll. A listing, a, a, a listing, a full head. Oh, fuck's sake. This is a, this is a quality yeah. article you've got here. Listing, a full head and detached wig. Red. <laughs> Corey? Kaori? K-A-O-R-I? Corey is a brand is in brand new condition. She features almond eyes and sexy peach blossom lips. A medium length bob wig is also included. <laughs> Another slightly disturbing description claims that a detached face on offer comes with real human hair. Oh um, my! What is it like a moustache? <laughs> little Fu Manchu moustache. <laughs> it reads: This face is in excellent condition for age. No tears or blemishes with, with real hair eyebrows. What? Because that's that's the key thing you want when you're fucking your sex doll, right? Is is genuine human real, hair eyebrows? Yeah. That, yeah. Well, to be fair, a face with eye out without eyebrows that would throw off my ribbon. Ribbon? Rhythm. As most of the models already have names, it remains unclear if it is socially acceptable to change them once they're rehomed. Oh my god! If you're in the market, though, you'll need to have deep pockets, as most four models are selling at around three thousand dollars. Mate, you want to get it from a UK site? That one was 600 quid. You'll also need to be quick as the demand is surprisingly high. When the doll's gone, it's gone. How much was it? 600 quid? That was 600 quid. Like. And that uh, it didn't have real eyebrows, but it did come with a pair of cleaning gloves and cleaning solution. So, I mean, you know, I don't know if it came with the lingerie from the picture, but, you know, 600 quid, that's a bargain, mate. So Keep this, her in the shed. This is why you're waiting until March for your bonus. Right? Yeah, this is why I want my bonus for work. Yeah. At 600 quid, I could buy a couple of them. <laughs> I can have a little harem. You'll come round here, I'll just have one sat on each knee. Rooney's now in a thropple. <laughs> <laughs> With uh, River. <laughs> and Tan. <laughs> or maybe I'll mix it up. River and Simon. <laughs> I was going to go River and Jane. <laughs> So, um, if anybody has been awakened by our sex doll talk in recent weeks, don't worry. You can get them. You should. You can get them cheap. Cheap. And then, after you've, you've you know... Ruined it. No, it's got after, a resale value as well. After you've established a rapport and an emotional bond with it, you can come on here and discuss it with us, because I've been refining my John Kimball uh, interview technique. <laughs> Who is your doll and how do you fuck her? Tell me now! 
No, I don't want the noises. Um, so yeah, and we'll have a really good interview because I'm looking forward to interviewing people now. I want to interview some people. I'm just going to interview you next week. That's what that's what we're going to discuss. Can you? Next week, it's just I, going to be no, Reggie is the subject. No lie. A couple of months ago, I, I was thinking about it. I was thinking about like my whole life, I've wanted to be interviewed. Like I always wanted to do an interview. Didn't you get interviewed at college when we did? No. No one's ever interviewed me ever. The band got interviewed. I swear you were there. But what, one of the one of the one of the members at the time they were doing a media oh. studies course. Oh, and we got interviewed. The band got interviewed. Um, <clears throat> I swear you were there. Guy with the head. Yeah. Yeah, I did actually. Yeah, I, yeah. we got interviewed at a gig, didn't we? Oh, I, at least I did my interview at a gig. Yeah, my, my, we we got taken into one of the college studios and and they did the interview there and they filmed it. Oh. I, I swear you were that. there, because otherwise it just yeah, wouldn't be me waffling. It was a documentary about our band, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did it, yeah. Yeah. Right, <clears throat> forget that. I, I've always <laughs> wanted to be interviewed. I was thinking about it the other day, like, I've been I've been watching a lot of old, like, interviews on, on YouTube, and I was like, no, one. I always have wanted to be interviewed. <laughs> so, I was thinking, I'd just text you and be like, for this week's in- intro, can you interview me? Get some questions and we'll do it. We'll interview. do it for next week's episode. Yeah, awesome. Next, next week's episode, we are watching a film. We are interviewing no, no, no. Just, Reggie. Just the intro. No, we no, no. If we're doing it, we can do it properly. We can't carry a two-hour podcast on well, just... We can, because you can just find plenty of smut beforehand. Oh, okay. And I'll dig up some trivia on you. <laughs> no. On <laughs> second thoughts, let's just skip this. No, no one will be... You will not be ever be interviewing me, because you know me too. <laughs> quickly, quickly. On to the next story. Move on. OnlyFans star reveals very different job she quit for porn, but vows to return... Oh, this is not the right one. Fuck's sake. This is the right one. So many smutty articles, so little time. I considered doing that one. Basically, the the, the idea of that one was this girl was a farmer. She gave up being a farmer to go on on OnlyFans, but she really misses being a farmer. So when she can't do OnlyFans anymore, she's going to go back to being a farmer. She can start her own website, OnlyFarms. It's basically like... I used to graft for a living, and now I don't. And I miss now grafting. I get, now I get my gash out for a living. And... I miss grafting. I want to be a farmer, but I get paid too well on OnlyFans. So once this dries up, I'll go back to being you a farmer. You know what confuses me, right, about OnlyFans? Yeah. Now, I always thought it was just a place where you went to get the the, the more intimate porn, you know, and you could, or you can pay extra and get, like, personalised yeah. porn and what have you. I know of a, a couple of people, one of whom I actually know, who has an OnlyFans but doesn't do porn. Yeah. I just, I don't get the point. Why would you pay X amount a month to see pictures of, of some girl in your in their underwear? The internet is full of that. Oh, so, oh, okay. When you said doesn't do porn, I well, she does, doesn't, doesn't do like... nude. I, I don't think it's even full-on underwear. I think the most is like bra. Do I know this person? No. So you're not engaged to her? No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'll name you. You can see everything. Yeah. It's like a fucking. It's like <laughs> you go on the gallery view, and it looks like a selection of fucking kebabs laid out for you. <laughs> sorry, darling. Love you really. Yeah, I love you, Amy. I'm sorry. <laughs> if, even you and your hand sandwich. <laughs> oh, it could have been worse. I could have said sliced beef. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of horseradish. Spicy! <laughs> <laughs> oh, spicy fish. <laughs> All right, quick. Quick! 
This is gotta got stop, no got stop insulting my fiance. This is got to be the worst touching we've ever done. Oh, I, I have a fucking clue what's going on. Yeah, it's all gone a little it's bit just, wrong. Every thirty seconds, I'm like, quick, hey! let's, let's talk about something else. Um, bikini barista, <coughs> bikini barista, bombarded with kinky requests, like punter who wanted to buy a pee. <laughs> Maddie models for an OnlyFans account, but before this, she worked in a coffee shop where waitresses in skimpy clothing served customers and was the subject of an unusual request. Um, um, Maddie runs an OnlyFans account where subscribers can pay for saucy snaps and videos, as well as working a typical corporate job. And for two years, she also worked in a coffee shop where the baristas pose in racy outfits while serving customers. Sharing her story on a podcast maddie explained in portland oregon you can make coffee and pasties and g-strings do you know what else is in portland oregon (laughs) astoria elementary Elementary school yeah this means that like hooters restaurants in the uk customers at bikini barrister outlets can expect a normal dining out experience except for the scantily clad servant staff have you ever been to a Hooters? I have not. No. I've been. I've been. I went to a Hooters in Thailand. I went to a Hooters in Vegas. I've been to a Hooters here. Oh my god! Like waitresses aside, the food is so good. Is it? Yeah. Like I, I never went on my own. I got a nurse to come every <laughs> single time, which tells you that the food, the food was been awesome. Good, yeah. yeah. Um, where are, where was I? Sorry. And perhaps unsur- unsurprisingly, Maddie suggested that the shops often attract clientele with unusual requests. <laughs> it's great. What did you ask them to do? <laughs> Can you stick a chicken wing, right? <laughs> spicy one. Stick it in my ring piece. Right in my jab side. Oh, no. Oh. Spicy, spicy. <laughs> and I don't mind a burning arse. It burns when I pee. It burns when I don't pee. It just burns. burns. It didn't even taste good. It's great. I've sold my pee to someone before and they drank (laughs) it. She confessed. The podcast host, Adam, was shocked, interjecting, on the job. Stop it. Where did you pee? In a cup, Maddie replied. He came through and he was like, I have a question. Can I have your pee? Um... Fucking hell. I got really wet. <clears throat> I got really red. I was like, what? And he goes, is that weird? Is that weird? And Maddie responded by telling him that it would depend on how much money he was offering. She remembered. He told me he'd give me 100 bucks. So I peed in the cup and he went to drink it. And I looked away. I did not want to see him drink it. He made me watch him drink it. And then when I asked him what he did for work, he told me he was a doctor. Oh, mate. $100 coffee because she's naked while she's making it. That's a fucking business idea, laughed Adam. The model agreed that it was a profitable business for everyone involved. Even on a slow day, she recalled the shop would often take between two and three grand. And Maddie recalled that her bosses would allow them to keep their personal tips. I don't know what that what that's. That's insane. If anyone wants to buy my pee, I'll sell it to you for 15 quid. 15 quid? I'll give you the cup as well. I'll supply the container. That's a that's a bargain. You won't get that cheaper online. I did offer. Um, Should I just leave this cost the cup here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> leave the fifteen quid on the yeah. side on your way out. Um, I, I did offer some some time ago when uh, that what's her name Belle Delphine 
was oh, selling her where, bath water. Where are we going with this? I, I offered to sell my bath water. Your bath water? Yeah. Well, because that's what she did. She she sold her bath water in, in little containers for like... That's stupid, like 50 quid a, a go. She basically took a bath, yeah. filmed herself and took a bunch of photos of herself in the bath and then, you know, filled up the bath water, these containers, and sold it. And people, like, it sold out in fucking, like, minutes. Really? Yeah, and people were drinking it. There was there was someone who basically boiled it down uh, to the, 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 the dry contents, basically, of the bath and that, and then smoked it. Someone else put it in tea, and it's just like... The ever-loving fuck. And I was like, hey, people are willing to pay for that. I'll take a fucking bath and bottle my water for you. Yeah, but she's a hot girl. You're not. <laughs> That's not the point. It's 2022. I demand equality or I will burn my underwear. <laughs> equality is one thing, but... People... Buy my bath water! <laughs> Find me piss. attractive, goddammit! Damn it! <laughs> Sexualise me and buy my piss! <sighs> fucking... Honestly, some people... Bath water? Yeah. Really? Yep. Bath water. I mean, obviously, we've all seen the the, the 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 underwear that you can buy online, the worn underwear and yeah, stuff oh like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, I actually know someone. She told me she sold a pair of worn underwear for like thirty quid. Yeah, I can I can imagine that. There are weirdos out there, aren't there, Reggie? <laughs> oh, I didn't buy it. <laughs> no, maybe not. But now I've put that implication out there. People are wondering. My collection of worn underwear were all from conquests. I didn't pay for any of them. <laughs> <laughs> they were all from, they were all from, you know, the dom submissive part of. I don't know where I'm going with this. Yeah, I'm gonna say, hang on a minute. <laughs> you haven't thought this out, have you? I have no idea. <laughs> I used to have a collection of jewellery that uh, okay. people had left behind. Really? Yes. That people that... were so desperate to get away from you, they left their jewellery. No. <laughs> It's because usually they were drunk and it would be a case of like midway through they'd stop because something was take their earrings out or necklace off or something like that. Um, and yeah, there were various odds and sods that got left behind. That reminds me. Do you remember my beads I used to wear around my wrist? I could do this. <laughs> I'm going to need them back. You need them back? Yeah. Um, give me two to three days and okay. they'll pass through naturally. Could you, you know, like I had to take them off because where I was holding your head, your hair was getting caught in them. <laughs> Can you pull the hairs out? Because I don't really want them. No, because uh, real human hair attached is now a bonus. Oh, a no, no, feature. you just put them out and then you put them in a baggie and sell put them in to a little baggie. <laughs> Desperate woman somewhere. <laughs> no, a desperate man somewhere, and I'll tell him it's my fiance's. Do you know? Sorry, sorry, completely aside. <laughs> Do you know, we got a random follower on in, on Instagram, on the podcast Instagram. No, I don't know who they are. Never met them before. Female as well. Wow, I told you. Women love this shit. Shall I shout them out? Do you think? Do you think that this person actually listens to the pod, or do you think they're they're just they were just I don't know. I, I, you may I know him, know. actually, just because I don't know him. You may know him. Let me see if I can find him. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I. Do you know anyone that does aerial gymnastics or whatever it's called? <laughs> what? That when they have the 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 ring. Yeah. I used to work with someone that did it, and then. I don't think so. That person's girlfriend decided that she couldn't be friends with me anymore. <laughs> I mean, so you I are a bell end. I haven't spoken to them for years because they because this girl's girlfriend got jealous. Yeah, the the sense that makes, right? <laughs> Hang on a minute, what? Do, do you know this person? Uh, the name rings a bell. Oh, so you do know them? Oh, fuck's sake! 
That's not fair. Yeah, although I haven't spoken to them in years. You do know them? Yes. Oh, crap. I don't follow Sorry, them Becky anything. Disco Diva, 86. I really thought you were around them. If it's the person I'm thinking of, then, yeah, I haven't spoken to them in about it's weird. years. It's weird, though, right? What's weird about it is that the person I knew that did the aerial, yeah. whatever it's called, what is it called it? Aerial Fitness Enthusiast. She's an aerial fitness enthusiast. The girl I know, whose girlfriend decided she couldn't be friends with me anymore, um, it's got almost identical surname to this girl. <laughs> it's just gone O in front of it. How bizarre. Yeah, it's yeah, really weird. Turn light on on your phone. Yeah, then. I saw it come up one day. It just turned, this person's now following you. And I was like, what? What? <laughs> that can't be. <laughs> And it, it wasn't, but it I, I actually thought we'd attracted a random. We haven't, no. have we? You're not. You're oh. really. You're really uh, lacking on on Instagram. You what do you to, mean? You need to push it more. You need to get it out there more. Get more followers on our Insta. How? how oh, come on! It's so unnatural for me to be online yeah, begging for attention. This is why. This is why none of our social media platforms get much interaction because we're both too uh, awkward at that. <laughs> yeah. That sort of. Love us. Pay attention to us. Look at us. This is our thing. Just, Isn't it good? I can't. I just can't bring myself to do it. Sometimes I'll post on my stories and then go back and delete it because I'm just like, oh my god. We need. We need a marketing person, guys. We need someone with someone shameless yeah, and brutal if, who will go out there and just pimp us. There's anyone out there that would like to remain nameless and you know not get paid, but run our social. Just media take over for us. our social medias. Just be a social media whore for us. Yeah, that would be great. That would be fabulous. <laughs> because I can't bring myself to do it. I just can't. We need a shit poster extraordinaire. We do need a shit poster extraordinaire. <clears throat> <laughs> We're not naming any names. No. But you know, you've already sent us articles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we won't judge you. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I see what you did there. Just if you're running out of social media, you can't be getting banned every five minutes. <laughs> Because that's not going to help us. Yeah, just don't bill us. <laughs> yeah, free bannings and you're sacked, all right? Free bannings and you're sacked. <laughs> right, have you finished soiling our podcast? I don't know what the fuck. Some week, let me, before we get into the actual core of the episode, when, at the end of year one, do you remember when I did them four episodes where I tried to bore everyone to death before Fudge had come out? Yes. Yeah. I said I was trying Old to definition of foreplay. Bore everyone to death, but I was really I was just, I was like right, we've got filth. We know I know all the listeners love the filth, <laughs> even the ones that pretend they don't. <clears throat> Stace, they do. They all love the filth, right? Otherwise, they wouldn't keep listening. But the more filth we do, and the more we rely on just doing filth every week, the more we become like one trick ponies. So I had to find some other kind of. I was like, I had this idea in my head, this weird abstract kind of idea of what I wanted the podcast to be in year two. <laughs> Is it everything you dreamed it would be? And it's more it was more like tone and feeling and kind of stuff. And not last week, the week before when I came prepared and I did all the work. We find like I listened back to the episode and I was like, this is it. This is the closest <laughs> we've got to this weird abstract idea I had for year two in my head. And this week we've just shit all over it. Shit all over that. Shit all over it. I've got to do some real work next week. <laughs> Which reminds me, I'm working Tuesday to Friday, so we're going to have to record Sunday. Oh my. So I can prep on Saturday. Okay. Okay. 
Yeah, don't bother me. I'll put the work in next Saturday. I'll come back fine. <laughs> it should get up on time. Yeah. Um, so. So you chose a film for us to watch this week. I did, and it's been on the list for fucking ages. My mum was like, what are you covering? And I was like, I told her, and she was like, Rooney chose that, right? And I was like, yeah. She's like, that's really weird. And I was like, why? And she's like, I didn't expect him to choose something so silly. <laughs> Thanks, Mrs. Reggie. And I was like, <laughs> you don't know Rooney very well. <laughs> I love it because, well, well we chose, or well, I chose uh, Kindergarten Cop yeah. this week because um, I love this film. We, it was one of those films we had on a VHS tape, taped off of ITV back when I was a youngster living at home. Snap. Um, and it got watched quite a lot. Um, and yeah, it's, it's Arnie being silly, <coughs> but yeah. not... He's being Arnie, but in silly situations, which yeah. is just inherently funny to me. I haven't seen this film since I was a, like a young, young man. And uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. I, I haven't watched it in comfortably 10 years or yeah. so. Um, possibly more than that. In fact, I, I think this is the first time I've ever watched it not on a VHS tape. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. Without adverts. Yeah. Yes, no no adverts. Although the, I think this was one of the few ones where my dad actually was there and yeah. stopped the recording on the adverts and then resumed afterwards. <laughs> or it might have been the VHS we had that did it automatically. Yeah. Okay. It could de- you know, the little code, the yeah, little yeah, stripey yeah. thing. Yeah. And it used to detect that and would stop recording oh, and would then start recording when it came back on. Did you know the CIA had that technology 10 years before you did? Did you know? Post Roswell. <laughs> did you know the CIA have been putting it into emus since the 40s? Emus? Mm-hmm. Fuck me, I didn't know that. Yeah, the whole emu war down in Oz was uh, was a precursor for a global Those invasion. Fucking sneaky emus. Fucking emus, man. What they did to Rod Hole was just unforgivable. <laughs> Made him fall off his roof. Off of the fucking roof, adjusting the aerial. <laughs> yeah. The fuck, man. All he had to do was get phone up NTL and get cable put in. He didn't need an the aerial. CIA. The CIA <laughs> fucked with his aerial reception. <laughs> <laughs> then he, you convinced him to do it himself. It was like, what, are you some kind of pussy? You can't even do your can't own aerial. You can't even do your own fucking aerial. And then we lost, the, lost the, like a childhood hero. We, we lost like the mankind's last bed, best hope against the oppression of the emu war front. <laughs> oh, we got to back off. Last week we're laughing at fucking rape victims. This week we're laughing at people to fall off their roof. We really are just scumbags, right? Speak for yourself, mate. I'm just joking. I'm a big fan of Rod Hall. I've got a little shrine to him up in the loft. Right next to the TV aerial. <laughs> Rod Hall, you're my hero. You taught me how to stick my fist in whipping birds. <laughs> I wonder if he lost his bead bracelets as well. Amy Sam sandwiches because he... <laughs> <laughs> I like... <laughs> the Amazon man knocks at the door. There's me... <laughs> There's somebody at the door. There's somebody at the door. <laughs> That's why I had to get such a small girlfriend. <laughs> got some on my own height. It would have been ridiculous. I love you, Amy. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to clip these bits and just yeah. send them to her because she doesn't even listen to oh, the episodes. No, no, she's, she, she used to. She's given up now. Well, she used to, but the thing is she had to find time when Cody isn't here to yeah. listen to them. That's what headphones are for. <laughs> you can't do that when you have a seven-year-old. Why not? As long as you can see them, you don't need to hear them. <laughs> deaf parents do it every day. <laughs> I'm not going to comment on deaf parents. We've already laughed at Rod Hole. We can't... We can, we can only... One black mark per episode. Okay. Um, <laughs> right. I imagine this film's got quite a bit of trivia, considering 
how long it's been about. Uh, I mean, these two here oh. are my trivia. So, this yes. <clears throat> so, released 21st of December, 1990. Oh, it was not, oh, so it means it was made in the 80s. Yes. Which is good, because I've referred to it as an 80s film. But, yeah, yeah, production started in the 80s, but the majority of the filming was actually done in 1990. You just said January 1990. No, I didn't. What did you say? December. Oh, December. Oh, sorry. I mean, I know there's not much difference between January and December. Oh, I don't know what's wrong with that. I am. Many, I'm many things. Terrible this week. Um, I'm going to have to listen back and make sure I did actually say December. <laughs> so... Had a budget of twenty six million US dollars. Okay. At the box office, it made two hundred and two million US dollars. Okay, so um, here we go. 178. I'm going to take your word for that. No, yes. No, no, no. I've got a minus. One hundred and seventy six. One hundred seventy six. Yeah. Okay. Yes, that makes sense. Yeah. One hundred seventy six million. Yeah. Purely because yes. Arnold fucking Schwarzenegger was in it. I fucking love being autistic. <laughs> Directed by Ivan Reitman. Yeah. Um, obviously. Starring. How much does that have to do with your love of this film? I didn't realise it was Ivan Reitman until I was Watched doing this. this time. Oh, yeah. okay. Because back in the day. I didn't know. I mean, to be honest, these days, even these days, when I'm watching a film, unless I'm watching it for the podcast, yeah, I don't generally care who the director is. No. Okay. I, I, I like the film based on. Whether I like the film or not, not on who directed it. I didn't realise it was him until I put the film on and it's the first credit that came up yeah. at the beginning. Um, so, yeah, directed by Ivan Ratman, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, <coughs> Penelope Ann Miller, Pamela Reed, Linda Hunt, Richard Tyson, and Carol Baker. Okay. Did you snigger when I said... Uh, <laughs> you did, didn't you, when I said Linda Hunt? I thought so. <laughs> I was hoping you didn't say that. <laughs> so immature. Oh, my God. Um, a return of something we haven't had for a while. Some alternate casting choices. Oh, I and love this. Some of these are fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Bill Murray and Patrick Swayze were both approached about the role of John Kimball. Mm, no. Dan- <laughs> I can see I can see Swayze. I can see doing, Swayze. But not, but not, not Bill, Bill Murray. Murray. It wouldn't work. Um, Danny DeVito was also considered, but Reitman didn't like the idea of him being so short, so he yeah. mixed it. Uh, Jack Nicholson was also considered. No. Which seems a really fucking odd choice. Yeah, like, the problem is that, the, the obviously, the, the angle of the film is that it's a fish out of water. Yeah. Now, Swayze, I could see possibly looking like a fish out of water, but Bill Murray, Jack Nicholson, and who was the other one? Um, Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. They don't necessarily... The fish out of water aspect would be lost... It's yeah. Arnie's size and the fact that we all see him as an action He's hero. He's an action hero, yeah. Suddenly put into a classroom for the kids. Con- that considering the it... other film that was coming out at this point in time, I think I have a note about this, was uh, Terminator 2. Yeah. Um, you know, and he was actively promoting Terminator 2 at the time. So yeah. you you got that juxtaposition. Seriously, guys, get used to hearing that word again. Um, of, of the Terminator yeah. walking around being the Terminator and then him doing this. It's like, yeah, you know, that really drives it home. And it works. Just putting him in the classroom. Having, yeah. like, Bill Murray in there, he'd just look like any other defeated middle-aged yeah. teacher. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, more than 2,000 children auditioned for the roles of the kids, Ooh. including Elijah Wood. Oh, really? Who didn't get the part. No. Wood later told Empire Magazine it was the worst audition he ever did. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Yeah, family didn't go well for him. He's a child, though. Yeah. You can't hold it against himself. No, apparently not, but he remembers it. He went on to slightly bigger and better things. Yeah, slightly bigger and better things, you know. Um, Christian Slater was considered for the role of Cullen Crisp after director Ivan Reitman had seen him in Heathers in 1988, but he turned down the role to avoid being typecast. This shows how few Christian Slater films I've watched because the only film I remember him from is Interview with a Vampire. Yeah, me too. (laughs) I'm like, what else has he been in? He's been in some stuff. I know he has because I can picture his face. But couldn't tell you what. I couldn't. If if we brought up the IMDb and you read them all out, I'd probably be like, oh, yeah, I've seen that, I've seen that, I've seen that. Yeah. But right now, I'm drawing a blank. Yeah. Yeah. He he literally plays the journalist in Interview with a Vampire for me. The boy. Um, The boy, that's it, yeah. Um, now, exterior scenes of the school were shot at John Jacob Astor Elementary School in Astoria, Oregon. Most of the filming was completed during the school holidays in June 1990, allowing many of the students and staff to be extras in the film. They made $35 a day for being in the film. It's not bad as a child. No, I know. You're fucking like 12 years old yeah. and you do two days of film and you get $70. That's yeah, big money. Yeah, that's big money when you're that age. When you're that age, especially back in the 90s. Am I right in thinking The Goonies was set in Astoria? Hold that thought. We'll get to that. Okay. Universal Studios hired local artist, uh, local artists, Judith Nyland and Carl Lyle. Why, if, you're, if your surname is Lyle, why would you give your child a name that uh, ends in L? Other than Tate. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um... Uh, to paint murals on the walls at Astoria at the school. Okay. And provided new playground equipment, a fenced playground, and new lawn and hedges around the school for oh, filming. Okay, so the school was like... It, they not only got like the money from renting the school out, yeah. the kids made money, and they basically got their playgrounds and grounds refurbished. Awesome. Which is yeah. pretty cool. Um, Schwarzenegger's contract stipulated that a private studio for daily workouts and weightlifting be provided for the actor and his personal staff. Okay. A suitable studio was located, but when an agreement could not be reached, the actor threatened to pull out of the production, and a story of business owner stepped in and donated unused commercial space deemed suitable for Schwarzenegger, and the shoot continued. Arnie also had a few other conditions before accepting the role of John Kimball. He wanted Ivan Reitman to direct the film, Yeah. he wanted a physical fitness theme, and he wanted... And he and Reitman wanted broken homes, child abuse, and family life to be key aspects of the script. Oh yeah, it's obvious. The fact that like the whole act two is him <laughs> doing basically nothing but PE non-stop, and the fact that there's not a kid in that class that doesn't come from a broken home. Yep. Yeah, they all have tragic backstories, yeah. and it's like, yeah, okay. Um, of all his movies, Arnold Schwarzenegger has stated this is his favourite role as it was a departure from his typical action heroes and he loved working with the children. Although, he has said that when he first started working with the kids, he was, and I quote, sweating. I felt like the character in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> in reality, the kids actually loved Schwarzenegger uh, and were constantly climbing all, all over him using him like a jungle gym. Oh, I bet, yeah. Which you can imagine, you know, Arnie Gendana, hey kids, how are you today? And they're just like, oh, no, I am a fun person. Play with me. Do you think Arnie had to do a, like a DBS check before he was allowed on set? Because <laughs> you know these Hollywood elites, they've got some weird... They, they've got some weird uh, tastes, yeah. shall we say. I, I would assume so. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> God. <laughs> That's a dark path. <laughs> um, Reitman invented the five Reitman rules of filmmaking for the kids on this film. Okay. Listen, act natural, know your character, don't look into the camera, uh, and be disciplined. Oh, okay. I, I somehow managed to count I was gonna say, four as five. Yeah. I was like, wait, wait, that doesn't... You know, yeah, I just can't count. I did say I'm tired. Um, you know, I was autistic as well. <laughs> Pamela Reed apparently had a lot of fun imitating Schwarzenegger with her accent. And she she's quoted as saying, inside of an hour, he was calling me my little Pamela. And I was calling him my dear Arnold. <laughs> Which clearly she carried over into yeah, yeah. the uh, the Austrian... What was it? What was Ursula. It? Ursula, yeah. that's it. Um, during an off day from filming, Arnold Schwarzenegger flew to LA to film the teaser trailer for Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Really? Yes. He has a day off, he did, Yeah, basically on a day when he wasn't needed. Portland and LA aren't that far. Probably like a 45 minute yeah, flight. It's a quick internal flight, isn't yeah. it? Uh, whilst filming in Oregon, Schwarzenegger gave a surprise commencement speech at a Astoria High School. Okay. Um, all we had was uh, a speech from our head of year, basically being disappointed in, it, disappointed, disappointed in us uh, and telling us, yeah, if you'd been better, you could have had a prom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you were the worst behaviour in the history of the school. In the history of the school, so bad that we cancelled your prom for it. And yeah. we're like... Miss, yeah. I've only had one detention in my entire life. Can I have a prom? <laughs> did, did you only ever have one detention the entire time you were at school? I, I think I had two, but they were from that science teacher that fucking hated me. Scott. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. She gave me an after-school detention on my birthday. That's that's harsh. Yeah, and made me do it on my birthday. <laughs> I think she gave me uh, a lunchtime detention, two lunchtime detentions, and I think she wanted to give me an after-school detention but I was basically like, this is bullshit. What are you talking about? And I went and told my mum and she was like, she basically contacted the school and was like, well, what's this for? Yeah. And then she was like, oh, well, he doesn't need it after all. Okay. <laughs> it's like, yeah, fuck off, bitch. Oh, Stop picking on me. I had, I not many in year seven. In year, in year seven, I was kind of quiet. Oh, yeah, these were in I know my best behaviour, but from year eight onwards, Mate, I had so many detentions. I lost so many lunch breaks and <laughs> hours after school where I was just constantly in detention. Uh, where was I? And I wasn't even that... You weren't that bad. ...misbehaved, no. I think it's because you weren't that bad, they felt they could save you by giving you detention. Because if you were that bad, they just yeah, if you, you were a lost cause, they just didn't bother or they suspended yeah. you. Um, but yeah, you were clearly... Uh, uh, a, a in, redemption case yeah, for them. It's just constant detentions. It's a fucking nightmare. <laughs> now, uh, when Kimball carries Phoebe into the motel, he says two short sentences in German, which is uh, yeah. uh, the first time Arnie can be heard speaking his native language in a movie. Ah. He says, Das macht mich stock sauer, jetzt bin ich sauer. For interest, these this means, That makes me stinking mad. Now I'm mad. <laughs> I really love doing Arnie yeah, impressions. We have a red string moment. Ooh. Alluding back to what you said earlier. Synchronicity. Synchronicities, tin cans in the tunnel. <laughs> Astoria Elementary, the school in the movie, is just a few blocks from the Goonies' house in Astoria. I know it. The measured out distance between the two is 1.6 miles or less than three minutes in a car. I knew it. I was watching it last night. It looked like 
this looks awfully like the town in the Goonies. Mm-hmm. I wonder, because that was a story, and this is a story. Yeah, both films in the same place. Like, yeah. And like right down, right around the corner from each other. It makes sense as well, because I think on the Goonies episode, we were like, we don't know where this Astoria is, but it's on the West Coast, right? Yeah. And yeah, this is on the West Coast. It's yep. right above Cali. Yeah, it makes yeah. all the sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, the film was postponed until Christmas 1990. Because uh, originally it was scheduled to be done the year before. Yeah. But it was postponed until Christmas 1990 because Ivan Reitman was still working on Ghostbusters 2 for Christmas 1989. Oh, okay. So he basically went straight from Ghostbusters 2 to this. Yeah. Which is nice. Uh, owning a pet ferret, like Kimball does, is illegal in California. Is it really? Uh, yep. A ban which former Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger supported. Fortunately, what? this film is set and filmed in Astoria, Oregon, where it is perfectly legal. Yeah. Why would you make it illegal to own a ferret? They're awesome. In oh. fact, one of my notes is, I want a pet ferret. I'll get one then. You can I'm... live in the garden with all the guinea pigs. There's only one guinea pig out there. I was... One guinea pig makes all that fucking noise. Oh yeah, that is one guinea pig. And he's not only a very big guinea pig. No. He's only about this big. He's, he's, he's like a it's stunted like little thing. Massive but really habitat amazing. for one guinea pig. Yeah, and he doesn't use half of it because he doesn't like going up and down the slope. So he just basically stays upstairs. It's a bit like you, really. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, I looked at getting a ferret um, the other year. But they need, uh, or they, it's claimed they need lots of space and an outdoor uh, oh, so you can't just, outdoor thing as well. Or know, they recommend that they have some kind of outdoor run sort of thing. You can't just keep them in a duffel bag. You can't just keep them in a duffel bag, no. Mm. And I was like, oh, well, how much space case do they really need? So I looked it up and I found out like the, 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 the square yeah. meterage of it. And basically, you know those giant parrot cages, yeah. the massive ones? Yeah, I'd need one of them. And I was like, where the fuck am I going to put one of them in this house? Can't you just let it run free? Uh, no, because Lando would eat it. Can't you just get a a collar, uh-huh. a massive long chain, and then a bit of wood, stake the wood it. in the ground, and let it run around in circles like you know people do with horses in Harlow <laughs> on roundabouts? <laughs> no, because that would be inhumane and cruel to the animal in question. Oh, okay. <laughs> If only someone would do something about it. We should get some of those um We should go out at night and let all the horses in Let all the free horses free. While screaming, touch it. Touch it. We, we'll spray paint them with touch it. <laughs> and then we'll do like the Stone Roses did in the 80s and say it wasn't us. It was an overzealous fan. Yeah. Yeah. Here's her address. Here's her address. <laughs> but go easy because she's depressed. <laughs> Uh, uh, during Kimball's who is my daddy and what does he do questioning of the children the Spanish speaking girl says my dad works at home and he plays with me a lot in that second I knew you were going to say that I knew it you have to remember these kids are six they aren't (laughs) twisted that's why it's her and not oh hot (laughs) <laughs> so they, another you heard it there first kids if you want to you, you want to get on that that Reggie dick you've got to be a hot Spaniard <laughs> at least no <laughs> <coughs> quick let's move on let's move on before he makes himself look even worse um, I can't really make myself look any worse and that scene when he's asking the kids what their daddy does for a living yeah. the answers were not scripted and were in fact the kids answers to what their, their real life uh, dads did even my mum says my dad's a real sex machine. Apparently so. <laughs> Even the gynecologist kid. Even the gynecologist? Gynecologist kid. Do you think people become gynecologists because they're convinced that 
they're going to look at like you know pretty shaved pussies all day but really what they get is ham sandwiches <laughs> quite possibly yeah quite possibly yes it wouldn't oh, surprise that, me people are dumb would that would that make Nessie lesbian <laughs> lesbian yeah probably oh. that's why all of these Nessie hunters are all guys yeah and she's like I ain't showing up for that give her a good flash of ham sandwich I'll tell you man, that's you what have... I meant you know with the ham sandwich yeah. splashing in the water I weren't talking about my lunch mate Amy was slut dropping. <laughs> That's what you got to do. You got to go get up there, no drawers on, slut drop by the side of the lock, and Nessie will be up it like a ferret in a rabbit hole. Yeah, we've cracked it. Here oh, on Tajik. <laughs> Scotland, here we come. This is the worst episode <laughs> we've ever done. Yes. Um, <laughs> the toy laser gun Dominic made and he's seen, um, and he shows uh, Kimberlet in the woods yeah, yeah, yeah. in his little hiding place, is actually a. Uh, a, a Child's toy version of the Proton Pack used in Ghostbusters, yeah. um, which was snuck in, oh, snuck in as a reference to the fact that Ghostbusters Two had just come out. <laughs> oh, the same number's been from Manchester's called me about twelve times in the past two days. It's Liam. He's looking for a new guitarist. Oh, awesome. <laughs> he wants to know if you know anyone. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I answered it once, and it was this from it's the. Uh, Covid jab, people. Oh, nice. Yeah. Why don't you just go and get your Covid jab? I've got mine booked for Thursday. Because, you know, I've already got... I've already got... Let's just move on. Just, just move on. Yeah, I don't know what that was. Um, I got halfway through my joke and realised it was terrible. On, on April's, April Fool's Day 2012, as a prank, it was announced that this film had been selected for a release on DVD and Blu-ray disc as part of the Criterion Collection, a video distribution company dedicated to the release of important classic and contemporary films. Yeah. It was said to be selected as important in part because of its genre revisionist use of both the policia and family comedy genres in the same film. <laughs> Okay, I can see that. <laughs> it was an April Fool's Day prank because. Oh, okay. That, that was. I opened it with. I opened the, the the note with that. I'm lost. On April Fool's Day, 2012, as a prank, it was announced that the film had been selected. I see your lips moving. Just the words are just not. This could be good. Yeah. We, we've got probably at least another hour of this, guys, and and he's he's fading fast. Right, uh, and body count. Body count. Three. Three. Yep. Read between the lines. Three. I don't think you need to read between the lines. Between the lines. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> three. Uh, who are them? All right. So, Crisp. Yep. The guy he shoots at the beginning. Yep. Hang on a minute. It's four, isn't? It? Oh no, because she doesn't die. She gets battered with a bat. Oh, and the junkie. Yeah. The girl. Yeah. The, girl, the overdose. Yeah. 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 Three of them. I I always thought this had a bigger body count, but. Um, What's the name? Kimball doesn't actually kill anyone when he goes and shoots up that seedy bar. Oh no! Unfortunately, this this film it, it's it's very bipolar. It's very because when it this does, is why I warned people to be prepared for the J word. It because it, when it does like the crime bits, it doesn't pull any punches. People no. are getting murked. He's running around with a shotgun, all that <laughs> stuff. But then in the very next scene, like you're doing the comedy kind of bit, yeah, and there's no distinction between it's not like they kind of do comedy action and it all kind of flows it's like no, no this is what this this, this is this bit is, is real this is serious gritty police drama 
this bit is is light-hearted family bullshit nonsense and it's and like somehow it works yeah somehow it works as as like a piece of art that well they, they start right at the very beginning yeah when the the audio and the the, the camera work are very sort of they're very intense yeah they're very like and it's it's almost terminator like yeah. but it basically mirrors the opening of terminator 2 arnie does not look good bedraggled in fact he looks like carl reese he does, yeah. yes. <laughs> he it's does. like a fucking hobo, like Carl Reese. It's like, more parallels? Yeah. Is that more red string? I don't, I don't know whether that qualifies. He but looks yeah. like the Terminator from the original Terminator gone undercover as Carl Reese. As Carl Reese. With the beard and the long coat, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what is it with uh, humans and throwing coins into fountains? It was a very 80s thing, wasn't it? Wish, People wish still do it now. Do they? Yeah, if you see a fountain... Anywhere, and people are there, there will be coins in that fountain. Really? People still carry coins? Apparently so. Maybe they carry them just in case they come across a fountain. Yeah, but okay. even Crisp does it. You know, a heartless yeah, yeah, know. drug dealing murderer who just walks up and he's, he stops and he goes, oh, yeah, there's a fountain. And then she goes in to find a coin to yeah. toss into the fountain. And I'm like, that's such a weird thing to it's do. For his character, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I could see Kimball doing it, but not him. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense to uh, me. Crisp's hair and suit make him look like a right cunt. <laughs> so, I mean, it was the early nineties. You better not. You better not get one. Of I them better suits. not get one of them suits, mate. No, God, Jesus. <laughs> I, I realised the other day, actually. I can't remember who it was I was talking. Oh, about. oh, I'm going to say this right. This is the closest I'm probably ever going to get to complimenting you on this podcast. <laughs> you can tell me I don't look like Chris. <laughs> Your hair looks better down than his does. <laughs> Yeah, when he puts his hair down. When he goes into the lineup and he thinks, if I get rid of my ponytail, she'll never recognise me. She'll never recognise me. I can he, see why they kept his, his, his hair up for the yeah. rest of it. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't remember, what was I doing the other day? But I suddenly realised I don't like suits. Traditional, like, two piece suits. Oh, come on. You used to wear, when you were Rooney the Mod, yeah, you used I to did. wear suits I've all just, the time. I think it's just because I've, I've really gone off them. I see yeah, a lot of people happens. wearing them, and, and most of them are cunts. And I think it's just really tainted the whole experience for me. It's because most people aren't wearing, like, two-button mod suits, are they? You still like a two-button mod suit, right? Just not yeah, the today's modern. I don't like modern... two-piece suits. Yeah. I don't mind a three-piece, but I really like waistcoats. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I've just really gone just off suits. grown out of it. You're yeah. far more exhausted. Another now. phase. Like this straight jacket, like, coat you're wearing today. <laughs> it's a buckle-up. It's got, it's got, it's got buckles and straps across the front and and tie on. It arms. looks like somebody's got a straitjacket oh, and turned it into a BDSM <laughs> item of clothing to me. It's it's supposed to be a, a squire's under jacket. Okay. Well, undercoat, but yeah, it came from Wish. So <laughs> between Kimball and Crisp, some of the acting early on in this film is awful. Mm-hmm. Like it's like Arnie forgot he was meant to be acting until. He gets to the school. <laughs> he gets to the school. And starts interacting yeah. with the kids because before that, him and Crisp, their moments—they're both so wooden. Yeah. The bit where he's following Crisp and Crisp is going to get the information. There's a bit where he walks down. Oh, Crisp takes an an, an an exit. He's following him, and he's meant to look confused, but he just looks like he's forgot he's making he just, a film. He just, just <laughs> stares, and it's like. Is that why you put the glasses on yeah. him? Because he just doesn't know what's going Was he drunk? Yeah. Maybe he was like coming off of a bender. Yeah, I don't maybe. know. And, you know. He hadn't cleaned up yet. Police officers in the 80s could just do whatever they wanted, right? Apparently so. He's like, first off, he 
handcuffs the witness to the dead body (laughs) and runs off and leaves the dead body there without reporting it. Yeah. Then he goes into a salon, gun drawn, trying to arrest someone. Then he goes into, he goes, he drives into something, into like the the ghetto, threatens (laughs) people with a shotgun in the middle of the street, goes in, starts shooting the place up (laughs) until he can, he just intimidates the witness. Yeah. Intimidates the witness into being a witness. Um, then he finds in the middle of the police station, he grabs Chris, <laughs> throws him in the room, sits him down, almost kicks the shit out of him. And I'm like, there were just no like standards and practices for police officers. Not according to Hollywood. At all. Um, when when the villain of the piece says, I'll take care of you, or words to that effect, yeah. you gonna die. <laughs> you gonna have bad time. Uh, how long have we been married? A long time. That way people won't expect us to talk to each other very much. A great advert for marriage. Yeah, I love the, the the tonal shift that you see at about that point. Yeah, because you had this gritty, violent oh, yeah. cop drama, and then all of a sudden it kind of switches, it switches to this buddy cop it's just comedy. Like, like that. Yeah, and it's like it's like they they juxtaposed at the beginning. Yeah, with the Terminator Two style visuals and the chalkboard writing. Yeah, and then they juxtapose that because they do this one eighty tonal flip. And then you've got, and obviously you've got uh, uh, O'Hara and Kimball, the two very, very opposite type yeah. characters in their own ways anyway. I know why they couldn't do it. Yeah. Because she had to get sick and he had to take care of her yeah. and then take over to go into the school. But I would have liked, they kind of hint right at the beginning where she's, where she's in there trying to interview the yeah. witness. By the way, there's a big up Ivan Reitman. There's a couple of really good shots in this film. One is where she's in the background and she's in the interrogation room yeah. with with a witness, and he's in like on the other side of the glass. Yeah, and he goes to walk out of the room as the witness goes to walk as, out of the yeah. room. Yeah, and in the room and in the other room, they're both like, "I'll oh, just sit down." And yeah, they yeah, sit down. Go, yes. But yeah, it's all within one. It's really, really it's well very, done. It's very good. But. The witness leaves and she comes out and he's like, I'll get her to do it. And she's like, Ooh. and he's like, well, I won't offer to make her dinner. Yeah. Like and it's like, uh, they hint at attention. But then five minutes later, like, they're in the car they, together. They, they settle into that, that old married couple routine yeah. really quick. There's really good, there seems to have been really good chemistry between the two of them. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that comes through on screen because I'll, they I'll, immediately seem very comfortable with each other. I would other. have liked, because he really backs down really quick. He's like, I work alone. And then they're like, no, you don't. He's like, all right, no, I don't. Oh, okay, I don't. I would have liked to, to have seen some kind of tension. Yeah. But I understand why they couldn't because once they get in the car and she's sick, he has to take care of her. And therefore, they kind of bond over that. And this I get was a, it, this, but... And this was a, a, a family... Uh, Christmas, well, not Christmas movie, but it was released in the in the festive period. Yeah, but you can, I mean, you could you can have some friction without it. Yeah, but I'm talk, more talking about the runtime. Oh, okay, it's already yeah. at nearly two hours. Yeah, and adding in an extra ten minutes of that will take it over the two hour mark, and yeah, a lot of people check out at that point. Um, Didn't I have something else? About hanging out with O'Hara while she is puking every five minutes is like living with me. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I saw that thing. It was gross. <laughs> I tried to put the rubbish out. <laughs> Oh, I had this burger. I didn't like it. Oh, I just opened my bowels. Fucking <laughs> useless. I'm going to be around you a lot. Kibble's chat up lines are almost as good as yours. Yeah. <laughs> I like you. I like you a lot. 
I'm going to spend all my time with you. Are you happy now? I'm going to put it in you. I'm going to put little Reggie in you. Smile for me, pretty lady. Get in my cage. <laughs> I am your daddy. This is what I do. <laughs> um, nope, 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 nope. The nope. last two films you've chosen are about untrained and unbackground checked adult men being given a class of children to be responsible for. Should I be worried about you? It's basically this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I am basically here looking after you. Yeah. Your, your your mother contacted me. She was like, look, I need a break. Yeah. Can you just get him out of the house? I was like, well, do you want to do a background check? She was like, I don't fucking care. Yeah. Get him out of my house for a few hours on the Saturday so I can rest. So I can hoover in peace. And I was like, okay, fair enough. That's, that's effectively where we are right now. <laughs> she does love hoover. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. I've been to your house. I have been over that yeah. on more than one occasion. I've been woken up by a hoover. <laughs> uh, she poisoned his hamsters. Yeah. Fuck telling the kid off for punching yeah. her. That bitch is a sociopath. I know. It's just like, uh, I know she poisoned your hamsters, but you can't hear her. It's like, and whoa, like, hold up. Why is he in trouble? Why hasn't she been dragged across the coals? Because she poisoned two innocent fucking hamsters. She just, like, murdered his hamsters. Yeah. And he's in trouble for punching her. I won't mind. It is... She's like... I know Emma did it, right? And Emma's the really, like, the plutonically cute girl that's like, oh, I really need to pee. No, it's not. Oh, yeah, different uh, it's, it's a different girl. She says... What name does she say? I don't know. I thought she said Emma. Jessica or uh, something. Because no. that, that kid that needs to pee... That's my favourite of all the kids in this film. <laughs> Apparently, uh, when when she was on set, they largely just let her do whatever she wanted. Do do her thing because Ivan Reitman was like, "That's perfect. Yeah. Just do you, there's and one, we'll work the scene around." There's there. one bit when he's marching them through the playground. Mm. One, two, and he's doing their like, uh, "Really riding rhythmic." Yeah, yeah. If you watch her. Which I did this morning when I watched it for the second time. She's walking along and then she kicks the floor and she almost falls over <laughs> and then she writes herself. And I was just like, oh, that kid is so. Like, she reminds me of uh, what's cute. her name from the film last week? Oh, the headmistress. Oh. No, no, it was Batman last week. Uh, week not last week, week before. Yeah. From School of Rock. Yeah. Uh, I yeah, she's, she's like a child version yeah. of her. And I was like, wait, is it her? And I was like, no, wait, because uh, that would be going back quite some time. So you said you can't get a ferret because they need a lot of space. Yes. So Kimball just leaves that poor ferret in the car all day whilst he works. Apparently so. That's not. Really, I might start doing that. Mine. I'm really just gonna get a ferret and just leave it in the car. <laughs> just go out there for occasionally feed it food, ferret food, whatever they eat through the window. <laughs> just and you keep come back the next day and it's just torn the inside of your car. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what would actually happen. Yeah. Normally, I have that exhausted collapse in bed moment after four days at work. Not one. Yeah, you don't work with kids. I was going to say, like, that that moment, he's just standing there, like, he looks fucked, and he's just falls <laughs> in the bed, I was just like, I've been there. I've got I a, couple of, there. a couple of notes, I think, about his, I think he's all about his first day at school. Uh, Miss, Miss Schlowski, and I say this with the utmost respect, is creepy. Is she the headmistress? Yeah. I quite like her. She was in... She's been a headmistress in something else. Yeah, she Definitely. was also in June... Uh, I think and she plays a creepy Fremen in June and she's uh, creeping okay. out there and then I saw this film and she that that creeping out continued over okay. little people freak me out I know I'm not allowed to say that but they do um did she die I like the cut of your jib kid 
We can get you on the podcast. You must be old enough by now. The best bit is when he's like, I've got a headache. It's a tumour. It's a tumour. It's not a tumour. <laughs> it's not a... <laughs> this, have you ever used one of the Arnie soundboards? No. They used to be used a lot uh, in sort of like the, the late 90s, early noughties for making prank calls. Oh, okay. And so many of them uh, on the soundboard, the quotes that they used, were taken from this film. Oh, okay. My name is John Kimball. I'm a cop, you idiot. <laughs> Now I'm going to ask some questions, and I want you to answer them now. Okay. Who is your daddy, and what does it? And then people would have conversations using that and quotes from other bits of films yeah. with, with him. Uh, they used to do it on radio shows and stuff a lot, and it was some of them were hilarious because you'd get people actually trying to have the trying to have a conversation with him. <laughs> yeah, like go on for like five or ten minutes. Um, I have based my interviewing technique on that of John Kimball, okay. as I mentioned earlier. So that'll be fun for the first person to come on. That biology kid is a perfect example of a child that age when they learn something new. Biology kid. <laughs> Boys have a penis, oh, yeah, girls yeah. have a vagina. Cody has told me so many things like that, with little nuggets of information he's picked up, and the first thing he wants to do, regardless of what it is, yeah. or where you are, and who else is around, he just, has he just to wants to announce this thing that they've learned. And it's like, that's awesome, mate, but I didn't need to know about your dick. There's <laughs> few things I've... I actually remembered about this film. <laughs> One is boys have a uh, penis, guys have a vagina. <laughs> Second is who's your daddy and what is he doing? <laughs> and weirdly, the third is when he leads Kimball in, like when he goes to the house for dinner with his mum. Yeah. And Dominic leads him into the woods and he's like, this is my little thing. Oh, yeah. These are all the lasers. I was just like, wow, I remember this. Why am I remembering <laughs> just Tim Foyle on trees? Did you Do get you know led I mean? into the woods by a big man who showed you his special toys? <laughs> You're married. You're allowed to look like slobs. Another great advert for marriage. Yeah. yeah. Uh, kindergartners, the ocean and Reggie when you're in a cage. All things you should never turn your back on. <laughs> I actually lolled when he caught the kid eating everyone's lunches and dropped him when he starts spitting it out. Are these your lunches? You're eating everybody else's lunch. And he just picks up and it just yeah. literally drops, drops him, him and walks away. And you can hear the thud as the child hits the floor. I didn't like I didn't remember it. So last night when I watched it, I actually lolled. And then this morning I lolled again, even though I knew it was coming. Even I knew it was coming. Her. It's one of those moments, it's just like it's just amazing. Um, I can't use my next note because we've used that quote today. And what about all the mums getting lubed up over yeah. Gimbal? Uh, Mr. Gimbal, are you married? No, I'm no. not. No, no, I'm married, married <laughs> He's a cockapoo-poo. This made me smile. He's a poo-poo head. Yeah, he's a poo-poo face. He's a cockapoo-poo. <laughs> he's a cockapoo-poo. Made me laugh. <laughs> um, Sylvester, Sylvester's mum. She's more relaxed about her son being a pervert yeah. than she is about him playing with dolls. Yeah. Man, the 90s. It's like it's, time. it's fine if you're going to end up on the sex offenders register as long as you're not gay. Girl skirts is fine, but you can't play with girls' toys. Yeah, I didn't. I never really... Oh, my God. I was watching that and I was like, wait, that's... Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> She's terrified he's gay, but the fact that, yeah, he's, he's like he's going to grow up to be one of these blokes on the, on the train with, like, a camera in his shoe. <laughs> weird um i'd like to know if any of the teachers we know have ever resorted to the whistle technique i think about getting a whistle for touching <laughs> just every time you say something <laughs> <laughs> every time i blow this whistle once you shut the fuck up didn't one 
PE teachers used to do that when we were at school. Oh, PE teachers always have but whistles, I mean, right? Yeah, you know, they'd love a good whistle. But yeah, I don't think I'm anyone talking in the classroom's ever done it. Non-PE teacher teachers. Have you I, ever resulted? I can see it. I don't think I've ever seen anyone do it, but I can imagine it's been done. It's got to have been done. It's got to have been for unruly class, unruly classes of kids. Yeah. <laughs> the teachers we know are going in on Monday. Like today, we're playing a game called Police School. <laughs> <laughs> um, Astoria, single parent capital of America. So when are you moving there? Oh, I can't wait, mate. <laughs> Go there, ruin all of those cougars, <laughs> and then spend my weekends looking for one I've with his treasure. <laughs> No, you spend your weekends putting laser beams up on the phone yeah. towers. <laughs> um, I used to love. Oh dear! Sorry. I used to love fire drills at school. Yeah, because they broke up the day and they were good fun. I don't enjoy them these days because work always seems to schedule them for the days when the weather is at its worst. Like the last, the last one we did, it was like minus four or something. Oh, okay. And they made us go and stand outside for like thirty minutes, and it's just like everyone was frozen. I've only had one at work since I've been working where I work now, and that was before I became a fire marshal. Ooh, fire so marshal! I just had to go and stand outside. That was it. Now I'm actually going to have to, you know, you have to like check that you have to check, sweep the rooms. Yeah, and then yeah. find people and see their names on the list. I was meant hopefully to be a fire we don't marshal. have any. I was meant to be a fire marshal, but then I was off the day they did the fire marshal training, so they just basically came up to our department and grabbed the only other person that was at the desk. <laughs> I can't. I, I thought I'd written it down, but I clearly didn't. I don't ever remember having that many uh, like fire alarm tests. I remember at... When I was at school. It was like one a year. At that sec- was it. Yeah, at secondary school. I remember at junior school doing it. They went for a phase where apparently we were they were really slow oh, so we okay. did them to like a, quite a few over the course of several over a couple of months I remember doing like one a year when you'd come back in September yeah you do one just to right remind everyone never got timed or anything like that oh no we, we get we get timed at our place but we've done a few over the last few years because we've had a lot of building work and um, renovations done pardon me and they need to make sure that people are paying yeah. attention and... I enjoyed them at senior school because it was basically just an excuse to get out of class yeah exactly fuck really about disrupted it. the class um we the ridiculousness of Arnie playing a ukulele in a cowboy hat made me smile. <laughs> yeah, there were so many scenes in yeah. this where he's just—it's just like the 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 idea of having this big the juxtaposition, burly, the juxtaposition. I'm trying to avoid yeah. using it, but the juxtaposition of having this big burly Mr. Universe yeah. winning uh, bodybuilder who's like plays the action man and the tough guy and the killer cyborg. Yeah. Just doing ridiculous things with these little six-year-olds. Playing a ukulele. Yeah, it's just like, how about his fingers? His fingers oh, would be I'm too not, big for the fretboard. Not, I don't think he's a, he's not playing a chord. I looked. He's not. Playing he's, a chord. he's just like oh, just crushing <laughs> yeah, it in yeah. his hands. Just strumming open note, just like. <laughs> um, we don't see a simple single example of a good father in this entire film, do we? Oh, we do. Well, we do at the end. John Kimball. <laughs> but every yeah. Oh no! There's the, there's the guy um, in the toy shop that Crisp beats up. Oh to yeah, steal the thing, yeah, 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 He goes yeah, out because he, he turns down four times the money. Yeah, he turns down like two hundred dollars. Yeah, in order to get his son the the the, right. the, the racetrack. I take it back. I forgot about him. He's he's literally the only good one. He's only on screen for about like two minutes. Did you ever have a scale? I know it's not called a scale electrics in the in the film, but no. did you ever have a scale electric? Yes, did. I remember having one, and I remember it was just it, it was good for half an hour. Even that, you'd set it all up, you'd but get you'd it take all going. Like a day. You'd have to change the batteries every time you used it for some reason. Oh, no, that was the main You'd one. set it up and then. Oh, that's just problem. 
Yeah, actually, ours was the main one. It was something else we used to put back. Yeah. But anyway, I just remember it taking forever to set up. You put it on. You'd go around once, and then the, the car would, would fly, fly off. off. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, yeah. We, we had we had one that was bought as a set for me one Christmas. Um, it was awesome because it was in a massive box, and there's nothing better, even at this age, than getting a massive present for Christmas. Oh, okay, I'll get you a massive box next year. Just, just a put, massive box. I'll just put and a key ring in. Don't matter what's in there, <laughs> yeah. but there's the excitement of tearing up a massive box. I remember getting it, and it was the it was the night stages one, which basically meant that the cars had little lights at the front. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, I think I. Yeah, I think that's they the were they were little. Yeah. They were Ford Escorts. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. they had little lights, lights at the, the front. front. And I was yeah. like, oh my god, Mezbos. And then we had a whole bunch of bunch of extra track and controllers that belonged to my uncles when they were kids. Oh, okay. And when I got that, my nan, well, my granddad went up in the loft, got them down, and gave that to me. Yeah. But <laughs> how we didn't electrocute ourselves or burn the fucking house down oh, yeah. because we had like the the adapter and the power thing for the set, and that was enough to run that set. But of course, when you started adding in all these extra track bits, yeah. it wasn't enough. So we used to like get these other connectors, run off of a four gang plug, plug these other power supplies in, and then be like wedging them in to add additional power oh to power the track. Yeah. And like you, the cars would go around and you'd see sparks like, it's like, yeah, mate, close the curtains, I've got the lights, sparks. <laughs> and it was just like, we should have died, really. Health and safety really wasn't <laughs> a top priority when we were kids no. at all. I mean, Cody's got... I don't think his is... Is it power? I don't think... I think his is, is battery powered. He's got, yeah. like, a, a, a Mario Kart version of it. And it's great fun to play, yeah. because especially now that with the old the old uh, controllers, they had made that particular noise... Oh, yeah, yeah. ...as you squeezed it. And it was basically just... Oh, the car's come off. Yeah. Put it back on. Oh, the car's come off. Put it back on. Um... But this one, it's actually got some gradation in the controls, so you oh, can okay. speed up and slow down properly oh, okay. going around the track. But back then, it was just basically, they were little rocket launchers. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Little electric yeah. rocket launchers. Um, do you remember getting milk in school? I do. I do. I was gutted when they got rid of the milk. I also remember tearing up, me and some of my friends tearing up uh, the pink paper from the scrap paper drawer to put it in there. We tore it up. Put them in it, put it in a milk, closed it, shook it up, and thought that was how you made milkshake because we thought the paper would make it pink. It would make it pink, and therefore it'd be strawberry milkshake. We were very disappointed when all we ended up with was soggy bits of pink paper in our milk. <laughs> truly wonderful, the mind of a child. We used to get tiny little bottles, like glass bottles. Oh no, that's with the little little cartons. Oh no, we had glass bottles. We I only got it in like. Infant school, I think. Well, they probably didn't do it for school. us because we'd have smashed them and used them as shanks. Yeah, actually, maybe the first year of junior school. But it, I definitely remember at least like. Yeah, this was it, first year it of went junior away. school. It went away pretty quickly. Yeah, I think yeah. it was. We got it like first year of junior school, and I think that was when they when they called it because you used to get it right the way up until you left junior school. Yeah. Like year six. Yeah, but yeah they, they stopped they, it. They stopped it. Thanks, Maggie. I quite like milk. I um, fucking hate milk. Her hairstyle makes Crisp's mum. Look like Cruella de Vil. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. That is clearly a design choice. Oh, because... absolutely. You want to make her look evil. Yeah. And, and she, she does, does look, look evil. evil. Yeah. She's just got that face. Um, talking of looks, Zach looks like a Romulan. 
That kid with that hairdo just looks like a fucking Romulan. I love how Dominic's bed has Ghostbuster covers on it. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder whose idea that was. That was another design choice yeah. by the by the set uh, the set designers yeah. as another reference to Ivan Reitman. Yes, keep the director happy. Put Ghostbusters <laughs> stuff on there. Um, O'Hara's Austrian impression is brilliant. Oh, yeah, I love it. Though probably offensive to Austrians. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Although Arnie was sat right yeah. there and he didn't care. So, um, kids are like animals. They can smell your fear and possess a feral cunning. Absolutely, <laughs> definitely. Um, I would like to say, though, it's this is the first film where they really... I know you said it earlier, it's the first time he ever speaks German. Yeah. But it's the first time I've ever seen in, in an Arnie film where they actually... They acknowledge it. Acknowledge the fact that he, he's, he's not he's American. He's not American, yeah. he's Austrian. Yeah, they actually take it in and discuss it, and it's part yeah, of his actual backstory. And they use it as a plot, a plot device, I love it. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, me too. Um, the policeman princess argument between um, Kimball and oh, yeah. Emma. I'm not a policeman, I'm a princess. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a policeman, I'm. Oh. Oh, right. It's just, I don't know. I doubt, I mean, she's a, such a tiny, tiny kid. I doubt it was an acting choice. <laughs> but the second time where she trails off halfway through, yeah. it's just, it's perfect. It reminds me of uh, some of the discussions you and I had about some of your weirder promotional ideas where you'd be, no, I will do this. I'm like, we're not doing that. Yeah, but we'll just do it. We're not doing it. Yeah, but we could just... Oh, okay. And then you'd go away and come back with another one like the the week after. Yeah. Yeah, we've given up. I would just... uh, I would wear wear you down and you would reluctantly give in. Which is also apparently your seduction technique, I hear. Yes, that's what I do with girls. I just... Basically, I took my I like you. I'm going to follow you. (laughs) I'm going to see you every day. Birthdays, holidays, I'll be here. <laughs> you have no escape. I might go to bed, but I'll be back. <laughs> Just give me the pussy now. Give it up, little lady. Get in my cage. Put uh, it in your mouth. Mm, choke on it. Spit on it first. Call me daddy. Yeah, that 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 does that uh-huh. explains yeah. exactly how I've got all the women in my life. It also explains all the restraining orders. Mm. Um, damn, I miss nap time. That should be a thing oh, in, yeah. in the workplace. Which, Can you imagine that? If they added an extra hour to my workday, but provided me a room to, to go and have a nap for an hour with somewhere comfy, a pillow and a quilt, <laughs> I'd stay at work an extra hour. If, yeah. if, if, if I, I meant I got to have a nap after my lunch, I go and have my lunch break. I eat. Then I get to go and have a nap for an hour, have a cup of coffee and get back to work. I'd love it. Yeah. Which needs to move to Spain. Then siestas are just siestas. cultural. Yeah. Um, I can't be the only person to watch that shot of all the kids laying there on the carpet and yeah. think, I could jump that on my bike. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at it and I was like, yeah, yeah, get it all ramped that side. I could jump that. Yeah, no problem. I... The wheel had fall, fall off halfway over. But... I'm suddenly getting hazy recollections of you <laughs> damaging yourself on bikes because me and Dal were like, do you think you could do that? You could jump that. Do you think you could dodge that? Do you think you can go down there? Yeah, 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 yeah. I had no brakes on my bike at the time. Skates were the worst because we'd be like, do you think you could jump up that wall? And you try and crunch your shins. Slam my shins into so many things. That's why my shins are so fucked up these days. And then we'd be like, well, that's such a letdown. And then you'd be like, no, 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 I can do it. I can do it. You were so desperate. So desperate for acceptance. 
Notice me, Senpai. Oh, how the tables have turned. <laughs> oh, I know, I miss them days. I miss them days when you, when you used to look up to me and now yeah. you're just like, fuck it, he's lucky I'm hanging around. <laughs> I know he's a scumbag, but it takes a certain type of scumbag to start a fire in a school for the kids. Jumped- Way ahead again. How do you keep doing this? Because there's you must be like right near the end of your notes. It's my second to last note. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And I did just give up and start watching the film. I, I, I was very focused because I kept going. Oh, shit, I'm reading notes for like five minutes. Yeah. I need to pay more attention and write notes because I was I did just keep sitting there enjoying the film. Um, Kimball living the dream, hooking up with the milf teacher combo. Oh yeah. Boom. Um. However, a little bit later, he then... What was it? Oh, no, wait, I'll get to that bit in a minute. Um, <laughs> I forgot about that domestic violence subplot. Oh, yeah. With, yeah, with Zach. Zach the Romulan yeah. and, and his mum. And it's like, when he, when he first talks to her about it and realises what's actually going on, yeah. um, it's like, press charges? Mate, just go and talk to the guy the way you said... If he does it again, I press charges. Yeah. He'll be so terrified, he'd never lift a hand to anything, yeah. let alone his own family, That's ever again. Yeah. All Kimber White to do is just look at him and be like, Don't do it. And he is never happening again. I like you. I'm going to spend a lot of time with you. <laughs> Birthdays, holidays, I'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> um, can you start a fire? I mean, this isn't the Dark Ages, so that is just a really shoddy way to get... It's a plot device to get Kimball and Dominic to go off and do something. Do the know. lasers and what yeah, have you. He's like, he's like, yeah, I'll show you where the wood is. And then just takes him straight out. Just takes him his... straight out into his little little den. Yeah. Nothing near the wood. No, no wood, no nothing in it. But no. it's just like, can you start a fire? It's like, if someone came to me now, I went to, I went to some girl's house for dinner, and she said, oh, dinner's not quite done, can you start a fire? I'll be like, where? The fuck am I, a Boy Scout? In the fireplace, in your loins. I mean, where am I starting this fire? If you want it to burn when you pee, I've got some chicken wings in the car. <laughs> Fresh from Hooters. Fresh from Hooters. Yeah, he only wanted one of them. Yeah. I don't know what he did with it. <laughs> um, and then he, then he goes off and just starts casually searching through her. Oh, um, yeah. Through the, cup, through the drawers and the cupboards. It's like, if it had been Joyce that caught him doing that, this fast. film would have taken a yeah. very different route because yeah. she'd have kicked him out there and then. Oh, absolutely. It's, but it's just like, what the fuck? You're lucky Dominic's not paying attention and is gullible because... Yeah, he's like, I can't find the dining room. and it's This like, house well, is huge. It's, it's definitely not in my mum's cupboard, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, because he opens that box and it's like, what's in that shoe box? Because there ain't no shoes in there. No. i tell you what would fit in there. Bad dragon tentacle dildo. <laughs> You're coming back with the bad dragon. Like. Yeah, I can't remember what it was. Something came up the other day, and it was like basically like a, a blogger or something had okay. just discovered bad dragon was a thing, and they were like, "Oh my god, did you know?" So like us when on our first found out. Yes, on the basically, someone just did a you, but without a podcast. So they posted something on Reddit, and there was like all these people going, "Oh yeah, 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 yeah. look, link here. You can go and watch a whole bunch of videos of people yeah. using them." And I was like, "Wow, okay, people are very casual about this now, and it's just there." It's in, it's in my, my, my recent memory. Here's a question for you that I never thought I'd be asking 30 seconds ago. <laughs> Say it's ni- 1981, right? Uh-huh. You've just discovered... The world has just, just discovered BDSM, right? <laughs> yeah. How long did you, do you think it took before 
from 1981, what year did BC, BDSM not be like, oh, taboo, we can't talk about that. And more, oh, yeah, you know, it's not for me, but people do it. It's fine. A good 10, 15 years. Oh, right? yeah, comfortably. Right. These days, how long do you think it takes before society <laughs> discovers something and then it's suddenly like, yeah, that's boring and tame. Yeah. Vanilla. Um, I'd say about six much months. less, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> people are like, oh, my God, this is shocking and awful. Oh, but I don't really care anymore. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what website was that sold on? <laughs> people are people are renewed against that sort of thing these days. There's so much weird shit going on. It's just it, the the space in the time frame from discovering to it not bothering you anymore. Yeah. It's got so small now. It's ridiculous. I think it's people right? people kind of compartmentalize it. It's like oh my god, this is horrific, and then they sort of have a couple of months of it being there and aware of it, and they're kind of like, well, actually, it doesn't impact me in any meaningful yeah. way, so I don't care. So they just ignore it. Which is the way it should be, really. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, I don't care where you put your chicken wings. Something... Just don't offer them to me afterwards. Oh. <laughs> yeah, thought about slip that in there, just like you did with the chicken wing. <laughs> Kimball, about to get some MILF teacher loving, and then he ruins the mood by going on about Dominic's absent father. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, I realise what you're doing. You're doing your police work. However, He's she's not... made it very clear. She's put Dominic to bed. Yeah. The candles are lit. The, din- the wine's been drunk. The fire is roaring. She's sitting close. And then she quite clearly wants you to ruin her ham sandwich. <laughs> Ask oh, the questions afterwards. Come on. Joyce doesn't have a ham sandwich. She's had a baby. I found. <laughs> but it's just like... But some of our listeners have had multiple babies. So what are you imp- implying about some of I the mean, space I mean, I'm implying if they want to prove otherwise, they've got to send you some pictures. <laughs> Me? You're what? welcome. <laughs> they, they can't send them to me. I'm engaged. Jesus, Amy would rip me a new one. Um, I'd have a ham sandwich. <laughs> Wouldn't have anything else left. Jesus. <laughs> send them to me. I'll just forward them. Just forward them. She, yeah. can, she can kill me. Oh, so. oh, he sent them to the wrong address. <laughs> um, he meant to send them to the touch jig one. He's trying to send them to you, Amy. <laughs> Actually, she probably wouldn't mind. Yeah. Um, so how come she's allowed to look at other people's vaginas and you're not? Well, it's like I'm allowed to look at other people's dicks. Oh. I just don't want to because dicks are ugly. Oh, okay. I'll get rid of that <laughs> folder on my phone. <laughs> yeah, stop sending me them. It's not a word a day calendar. Kinell. <laughs> oh, but I managed to write Acolyte on that picture the other day. <laughs> I thought Acolyte written on my penis <laughs> in Sharpie would do it for you. Here, look, you've got another Acolyte. I thought you were trying to write Acme. <laughs> Most of the letters were missing. It's <laughs> just A and half a C. <laughs> Honestly, if it's not more than I was expecting an a Wile E. Coyote joke or like Roadrunner or something. <laughs> uh, are we on the fire in the school yet? Um, <laughs> we can't talk about it. Uh, where am I? Where am I? Uh, I got... Allow me to finish. Now that is yeah. a passive-aggressive power move. Oh, absolutely. You just drop that. Someone tries, uh, allow me to finish. Yeah. It's like, boom, in, in your, your face. face. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe all teachers should do some police training. You said about the whistle. Yeah. I think they should all just do a couple of months of police training just so they know. Yeah. You know, we can really get them out there. Turn that mush to muscle. And if the six-year-olds are misbehaving, they know how to, like, you know, throw them up against the wall, bend down, bind them back. Bend old gooseneck. Yeah. Um, I feel sorry for the teacher Kimball replaced. 
Yeah, it was 25 years of good service. No. Yeah. She just gets replaced. She gets whipped out four weeks into it. Uh, he's in there for a couple of weeks. He introduces a ferret, blows a whistle, and basically gets a gets round of applause job. from the entire fucking town. 25 years of hard work and experience, and she's <laughs> suddenly replaced by a man who has been there two weeks, blew a whistle, and brought a ferret in. Brought a ferret in, and it's like, I think yeah, that's had, it, you out. I think the headmistress is just wet for Kimball. Oh yeah, I especially she... after she he punches uh, matey. Yeah, she's, she's so oh. wet for him. Yeah. She wasn't practicing punching matey. She yeah. was practicing what Kimball was going to do to ham, her ham sandwich. Oh, <laughs> it's just every woman's got a ham sandwich now. Right? I just assume, but yeah, I, I don't see many these days. <laughs> um, as an adult, all too aware of my own mortality, there is no way I would climb that tower in the dark. Unaided. Oh fuck no! Or even in a day. Unaided. I was watching that bit and I was thinking like. Again, health and safety is not a thing in the eighties. No, no fences, no yeah. gates, just open. Kid can just go climb if we up there. We had a tower like that on the edge of Harlow. There would be a fucking huge giant fence. Oh god, it, yeah. yeah. And what I've seen before um, with things like that, like they do with the power poles, yeah, that have the the, the things to climb up. They don't have them lowered down, so yeah, you have so to you get your own ladder to climb ticket, up there yeah. and get to that bit. Um, or ones where the whole ladder section is either basically padlocked over with a with a mesh fence thing or it's just removed yeah and you have to go and you have to access a locked cupboard to get the lower part of the ladder sort of thing that apparently in the 80s in astoria yeah, i just didn't give a fuck i mean maybe maybe there was a fence there but um the goonies went and removed it yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> and they, they'd never got around to replacing it because of all the single parents just not doing their jobs just getting lubed up over new teachers i don't know I like I like this. Oh, fuck all this Mary Poppins and Pennywise shit. I want to. I want Goonies kindergarten cop crossover. <laughs> That's what I want. When was when was the Goonies set? That was like mid eighties, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. So they would be in their late teens at this point. Yeah. 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 Late teens. We need the Goonies, John Kimball team up. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it would have to be like an animated or CG thing at this point because oh, yeah. they're all old as fuck. But that's the team up we want. That's the team up we need, Hollywood. Get on it. Or in 2022, you get all those Goonies kids as adults. As adults. And Kimball is the, the teacher. The head teacher. Yeah. Yeah. In school. And he has to do like extreme parenting. Extreme. <laughs> <laughs> no, all the kids get kidnapped. So booby all the traps, all the booby traps. Oh, someone kidnaps the entire class of kids, right? Takes them underground <laughs> to one of Willie's old <laughs> hangout, right? And it's down to the parents, which are the kids from the Goonies now, <laughs> the original and Goonies, old man Kimball, to go <laughs> on another adventure to get their kids. One last adventure. Come on, mouth. From the kids of the Fratellis. Yes. <laughs> Right, we need to write this. We need to send it off to Hollywood. We need to get in on this shit. Copyright touching. Copyright touching, motherfuckers. And, you know, the makers of the Goonies. And Fuck that, we don't care about that. And kindergarten cops. Um, can we talk to dogs? Kid, everyone you know, talk to, to dogs. dogs yeah. it, it makes your life better just talking to a doggo. Best conversations you will ever have. Um, I think I've now caught up with you because, just in case anyone was not convinced, here's a shot of Crisp burning books... Yeah. To start a fire in a school full of children. Yeah. I mean, there's there's three black marks there, mate. Yeah. It's like, oh, you weren't sure when you saw him murder someone in cold blood. Yeah. And then beat up a man to steal a child's toy. Yeah, yeah. He's going to burn some books. 
to start a fire in a school which is full of kids, including his own son. It's like, yeah, talk about drive it home. Scumbag, yeah. <laughs> extraordinary. Yeah. Right, my last, my last night. I actually squirmed uncomfortably when Crisp punched Joyce. He proper laser oh, out. Oh yeah, he got a bang. Proper laser out. Mean left hook on that guy. Today, that that they that would have been a backhand. Or they'd cut. They'd or, show him about to throw the punch, and then they'd cut away before. I don't know. Right? I don't know if they would. Really? Yeah, they're probably a trigger warning for for like domestic violence. I watched. I finished watching the Cowboy Bebop live action. I haven't started it yet. Is it good? It is. I don't like what they did to the ending. Okay. But since you've never seen the anime, yeah. You probably won't have that the issue I did with it, um, but at the beginning of at least half the episodes, they had you know they have the warnings yeah. like uh, alcohol, smoking. They for at least half of the series, there's a domestic violence oh, really? warning on there. Yeah, um, and you would obviously get that yeah. these days. But I don't know. I don't know if they would cut it. There was time probably ten years ago where they wouldn't have had yeah. that at all. But yeah, these days, definitely. people are more open to that sort of I thing suppose, yeah. because I don't know women like being punched. Oh, yeah, Donkey Punch. Donkey, oh, damn, I was going to say that, you bastard. Um, talking of new shows. Talking of Donkey Punches. Talking of... Oh, did, you, did you ever see Donkey Punch? I didn't, no. Terrible film. Yes. Um, it's nearly as bad as Teeth. Vagina, don't Um Talking of new shows, though, have you, have, have, you, have you tried Book of Boba Fett yet? I have not. Mm, yeah. Scared. I... I'm up to date. I'm four epi- all four episodes in. The first two I was absolutely fine with. And now I'm... I heard it the other way round. Like, nobody liked the first two. And apparently the most recent one is the best episode. Mm. <laughs> Richie, I was talking to Richie about it last night. And, and he basically he said that. And that kind of mirrors what I've seen online and, and that people talking about it. They didn't like the first episode. Do you but... care about spoilers? Do you want me to get into it? Um, I'd rather you didn't. I am okay. going to watch it. Yeah, because but... we're going to cover it at some point. Yeah, so I'm going to have to watch right. it at some point. But I'll kick off then. I I just have to, like, they kind of... The first two, I'm like, all right, I can go along with this. Yeah. Like, I get where we're going. And then they introduced some characters in <laughs> in episode three that just... I just don't... Was that the, 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 the worst swoop gang in the galaxy? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, the cyberpunk kids. I saw that and I was like, comparing that to swoop gangs in Star Wars in the nineties, where they yeah. were, you know, they looked like a proper gang and they mm. were intimidating. It's like you look at those guys. It's like you look like the fucking beers and laugh scooter club who were mm. who meet up around the fucking corner in a in a community hall with their with their scooters to reminisce about the good old days when they were in their twenties. And watch Quadrophenia. And watch Quadrophenia. Yeah, yeah, you know. I yeah, I just I was just kinda of like, oh like you've got the chance to do a Boba Fett series and this is what we're doing. This with is it. what you're doing. And he yeah. still hasn't left Tatooine, the centre the centre. Centre of, the of... <laughs> Anyway. The planet furthest from the bright centre of the galaxy. Where everything seems to happen, you know. Um I think I have one more relevant note, okay. which did Joyce not go and visit Kimball whilst he was in the hospital? I don't get it. Right, <laughs> it takes it. He has to recover. He has to get out of hospital, and then he has to go back and start his first day of work before she's like, "Oh, okay." 
Oh, well, yeah, she didn't see him in the hospital. That. She hasn't gone to see him at home before he comes back to school or anything. Oh, she, she doesn't even know he's coming the, back the, to school. The, the guy who saved my life and my child from being kidnapped by his murderous, drug-dealing father and mother. I think it's just movie magic, right? Yeah. It's just two birds, one stone. And it gives, yeah, it gives that nice finish, that nice, nice ending, ending scene, doesn't it? And it's like... Yeah, surely she'd have gone to see him in the hospital because you there's know. something. Talking about him in the hospital, there's something a little bit weird about the way O'Hara kisses him to make sure. I knew you that, were going to say that because their their relationship is weird. Yeah, if it weren't for Henry, I'd expect him to like fuck Joyce off uh-huh. and get with O'Hara. It's it is a a weird relationship, and it's more from her side. Yeah, she is very intimate with him, and I. I I think I get what they're going for. They want to show the, the partner-cop bond. Yeah. But it Nick develops kissing. too quickly. And it, if it was two guys, then, you know, you could... That intimacy, you, yeah. it would make sense. But with her, it just kind of comes across as her being... She's like, I know I'm engaged to Henry, but I am so wet for but you. But he's not here. And yeah, you got shot and that's my kink, baby. So yeah. she, she just kisses him and it's, it's like... It's not... It's the nature of the kiss. If she kissed him on the cheek or kissed yeah, him on the top of the head... Expect. Which is more of a caring, affectionate, loving... Yeah. Like, I'm glad you're okay. But it's the it's the kiss on the lips and the fact that she lingers there for like yeah, two and then, seconds And then he reaches long. out and holds her sleeve and it's yeah. like... This this is a moment yeah. here. Um, and what? then two seconds later, Henry walks in. It's like, it's like oh, that never happened. I Kindergarten like cop two. O'Hara and Kimball go deep undercover. There was actually uh, a sequel <laughs> from Henry. to this. Was there? Yeah, didn't star any of the original cast. And it was no. a straight to DVD release. Oh, that's why. It was a it was a shameless cash grab. How do you? What would the sequel even be? Shit. No, I know that. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't look up any details. I just saw that it was a straight-to-DVD one. Didn't star any of the original cast. The I was like, story yeah, for this film bother. just screams it's one a, and done. It's a right? one and done, yeah. Like, Crisp's dead. The mum's clearly in prison because she was about to kill Kimball. Yeah. Kimball's with Joyce at the end, so there's no, like, he's... There's nothing to wrap up yeah. there. Ahara, we all know, is going to marry Henry. So, what is it? Dominic grows up and then just... I think it's basically a similar setup. In a different school. Oh, so they basically just home alone it when they made 87 of the same film. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. With, with a different main character, different school, different bad guy. It's yeah. like, you're just retelling the same story and you ain't Disney. So yeah. <laughs> that ain't going to make you a billion dollars. Um, my last note is Ivan Reitman really does make enjoyable films. He does, yeah. For the most part, they're not the sort of thing that are going to shatter the world or, or turn the movie making... Um, world on its head but they're original they're original they're enjoyable and like we said we kept just sitting and watching the yeah, film because it's an enjoyable did. film to watch even though I watched it last night this morning I, f- I found myself just watching it and yeah. I'm making notes yeah. it's, it's just one of those he, he does that he does what he does very well it's just there's a nice it's just a nice it's kind nice of, isn't yeah, it it's nice it's a nice <laughs> film you know it's funny it's 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 got heartwarming moments it's got moments of tension and threat it's even got some violence in it yeah. but overall it's just a nice film to watch and i know that nice has fallen out of favor oh, with yeah. with uh, linguists and it's it's become bland and and means that you don't have strong feelings either way but i have strong feelings that nice films have a place because you can sit down and watch it. You don't. You're not going to be challenged. You're not going to be scared. You're this not... is my kind of comedy. It's not a comedy where you've got someone I don't know Jack Black and Will Ferrell. 
going, going oh John C. Riley just going over the top yeah. and just try literally chewing the scenery and trying to outdo each other <laughs> at all points. Here you've got it's the kids most of the time yeah. it's that it's Arnie being a fish out of water and the kids saying ridiculous stuff yeah. together that makes this film funny. And that stuff on its own is just it's just funny. It's a good, well written comedy yeah. rather than I find a lot of comedies these days are like, right, we'll get these three, four funny people, put them on screen, and then fuck it. There is a script, but we'll just let them do we'll whatever they want. Just let them do what they want to do. Yeah, this, and, is, this is more along the, the lines of a, of a classic family com- yeah. comedy. And sometimes them films work, like 40-Year-Old Virgin. Yeah. But sometimes they don't work, like, you know, 90% of Will Ferrell's back catalogue. Yes. Where <laughs> it's just like, we'll just, yeah, we'll just let him... Just, just yeah, him and it's, it's a Will Ferrell vehicle, and it's just like it's just them, so obvious or Jack Black it is. or anything. Just let them do whatever they want to do. Be them. People seem to love them. So as long as we kind of stick to the script, but it's like one in ten of those films will be good. The others will just be a lesser version of the good version yeah. of what they did because they're basically doing the same thing. This is yeah. a well-written. I imagine they stuck to the script this time around. Yeah, except for like maybe like the except kids. for some of the, the stuff, yeah. some of the kids stuff. Yeah, yeah, you just kind of give them. Like like we used to do at college, the yeah. um, was it scripted improvisation yeah. where you point them in the general direction of the scene and let them yeah do the out, detail yeah. themselves sort of thing yeah yeah it's 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 an enjoyable film and it's an Arnie film that you can watch with basically anyone because it's not an it's not full of violence it's not full of swearing no. or, or contentious themes it's it's a family film yeah. Which is probably why your mum thought it was weird that we were covering it. Yeah. <laughs> because it is a family film. We've covered family films before. I think she was probably just like, this is way out of left field. This is way out of left field. I, I haven't them. even thought of this film in 20 years, let alone. <laughs> like, why would they cover that? But I thoroughly, this is another, I've said it before, another one of them films that, along with like School of Rock and some other films that I've seen, but. I probably would never have gone out of my way to watch again. Yeah. But I'm glad I did because I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I'm giving it a seven. A good, strong seven. Uh, it gets a 7.5 for Ooh. me. Because, um, yeah, it again, looking at the scores that I've given yeah. to some others, yeah, and, and the fact that I really did enjoy I mean, like I said I haven't watched this film for years yeah me neither and I enjoyed watching it as much yesterday as I did the last yeah. time I watched yeah, it in my mid teens or whenever it was so that gives it a respectable 14.5 hello <laughs> child being noisy there and slamming the bathroom door next to us um, I'm assuming everyone picked up on that so yeah there we go there we go find what you love believe in it positive things will happen boys have a penis girls have a a vagina but Rooney watches porn where it all gets mixed up